The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The super furry animals popped up on shuffle on my iPod, and it made me think. It made me think my luck was in. I am up, dear listener, for a game of iPod roulette. If you have an iPod, an MP3 player, a phone with songs on, a laptop, whatever you got, phone me up now. Oh, three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's have a game of iPod roulette. Very very simple. Three rounds. Uh, we take it in turns. We set it to shuffle. Whatever comes up, we have to play it against each other. Catherine is the. Oh, you're, that's you, by the way. Hi. Is the judge? She decides which song is the best. Uh, it's the best of three. We each get one Joker where we can go. Nah, that song that came up that that does not display the magic, the wonder. That I have, uh, on my iPod. I'm skipping to the next track. One Joker. 03444991000 is the phone number. After 11, uh, who have we got coming on the show, Catherine Boyle? We've got, uh, Camilla Constance, who is a sex therapist with a difference. The difference being, she doesn't just talk about it, she'll watch you do it. She sits in and she takes notes and offers direction while you're having an erection, I guess. Direction of the Erection, mm-hmm. uh, which is the title of my autobiography coming out soon on Amazon. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you've you got any sex questions, phone up. She'll know exactly what's what and where it goes. Um, and where you could put it once you're bored of putting it where it's meant to go. Um, and of course, you know, dear listener, how this show works. Catherine and I, I'm Ian Lee, by the way. Some of you may remember me from stealing strawberries in the bloody jungle. Um, 
we sit here and we talk about stuff we're going to avoid if we're going to avoid kind of the whole Boris Johnson um prime ministerial cabinet kind of thing but 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 you are very welcome to call in about those things like a lot of people were saying online oh Ian doesn't it's a little bit unfair that Ian was talking about politics uh, and he doesn't allow his callers to talk about politics that's not true i've not i've never banned it and i've certainly not said for well over a year um you you know you can only call in about brexit or trump if you've got something you'd say you can call in about anything i, I would suggest make it interesting that's the only prerequisite what i done got that's the thing because on this yes. show we'll let you know if you're not being interesting oh yeah so three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call now there's this um this mp i meant to talk about this the other day and i missed it this jared omara mp who I think I'd heard of before, actually, because there are accusations of dodge pottery in mm -hmm. that he would never turn up to the House of Commons to vote on stuff. He's an independent MP, I think. And um, I remember it being a big controversy a while ago that he wouldn't turn up to the House of Commons to vote on stuff. He, he, he says it's because he's, he's disabled and they don't uh, uh, allow for... Um, disabilities there, but I heard a lot of people saying, well, no, and also he's never there for surgeries, and he had, what, what has he achieved since being an MP? So I kind of was aware of him a little bit. There have also been allegations about, you know, old tweets, for example, that uh, he wouldn't want to stand by these days. Ah, now, is that, is that the, 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 what got him kicked out of Labour, the tweet, I think? And some accusations of inappropriate behaviour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the reason he popped up in our consciousness again this week is because the dude that was doing his Twitter for him, I think his PR as well, but certainly, his, well, he's, here's the story. He, 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 the dude that was doing his Twitter kind of did a big rant saying, screw you, uh, you're a, you're a prick is what he's up. Uh, let me read the story. Shamed MP Jared O'Mara has blamed his idol, Jeremy Corbyn, for his mental breakdown and claims the Labour leader gaslighted in Parliament as he breaks his silence since his AIDS resignation rant on Twitter. I love it. it was it was a beautiful thing to read. And it went it went all around the world. I I I I, I um for some reason in my my timeline even though I'm not following them I get lots of American comedians it's because I wanted to I said I want to see less of British comedians and because I follow Neil Hamburger so I get all these American comedians some of whom are excellent I've been retweeting some of them um and and, and even they were tweeting about this Jared O'Mara thing um the former Labour MP, who now sits as an independent, was denounced on his own Twitter feed earlier this week and branded a selfish, degenerate prick. Now, I've been branded that on my own Twitter feed, but by me, because I have low self-esteem issues. Uh, in an explosive resignation posted on his official account. In a statement posted um, on his website today, Mr. Amara said he would be taking time out to receive professional help and apologised to his family, friends and constituents. The 37-year-old who unseated Nick Clegg. Oh, Sheffield, yeah. right. Right, okay. It's all making some kind of sense now. Um, the 37-year-old who unseated Nick Clegg in the 2017 general election also lambasted Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn, saying... One person who constantly snubbed me and treated me less favourably than other people was Jeremy. He was the biggest shock 
of that election, not my victory. He has not been the man I thought he was, nor what he appears to be, to the point that he and his team lied to you all last year. I was never let back in the Labour Party, as they said, nor was I ever ordered to go on training or warned. Blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, he added that within months of him becoming the MP for Sheffield, Hallam, the, Sheffield University, uh, I want my joints back. The smears happened and he fell into a destructive nose drive, nosedive. Um, so here are the tweets. Here are the, here are the tweets. Um, uh, this is from Jared Amara's own Twitter feed, but done by his PR guy. Dear, uh, dear uh, I cannot and will not defend you and your vile, inexcusable contempt for the people who voted you in. You selfish, degenerate, uh, degenerate prick. I think. My fear is that now as I quit, the rest of the staff will leave and once again you will close your office and stop helping anyone but still take your wages until you have the decency to call a by-election. Uh, leaving constituents desperate for representation again, no matter if they're having their homes taken away, their libraries disgraced, uh, li- uh, liberties disgraced, or being deported because of your inaction. Uh, or, or disgracing their libraries. Uh, and it goes on and on and on. Now, I went to the guy's... Um, uh, what's his name? Gareth Arnold. That's the PR guy. I went to his Twitter feed, and his Twitter feed was then more... He talked, he, he alleged that uh, Mr. O'Mara was an alcoholic, that um, he would smoke weed. These are all these allegations made by this guy, that he would smoke weed in, um, like, the MP, MP's building. What would, they, what would you call an MP's building? What, like the House of Commons? No, the MP's, his, his building. His building in Sheffield Hallam. What would you call that? Oh, right. Surgery. Ah. No, he's not a doctor. He's an MP. What would you call the... His office. Thank you very much indeed. Smoking weed in his office, allegedly, and all that. Very explosive. These two have obviously fallen out big style. Very, very explosive. Um, It's a strange old... uh, Mr. Arnold, a blogger who rose to prominence, this is the guy that did the tweets in 2014 for, for his online trolling of the far-right political party Britain First, also ripped into the MP in a, seri- a series of scathing tweets from his own account. Mr. Arnold wrote, I'm pretty sure Jared is asleep because he hasn't been in for a few weeks and hadn't replied to my WhatsApp. Oh, crumbs. Uh, and it goes on and on. It's, you, you think it's a little bit dirty? A little bit mean? I don't know what the truth is. No. I just know that... Um I thought it was exciting. Yeah, and that's the thing. You get you you get swept along with it. I retweeted it because it was like, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And I know that the Americans got excited about it because they would love for this to happen to Trump, yeah, yeah, for example. Yeah. But I don't think this guy is Trump, and I... But an MP, public servant, not doing their yeah, job? Yeah, I think there's a... Yeah, I think, I think um, that's important that it's flagged up. Yeah. I don't know whether a Twitter pylon is the best way to do it, and... I try not to get involved in those anymore. But you, and I'm not, this isn't a judgment. But I kind of, you retweeted I retweeted it, it yeah, so, and then and, I deleted and says, it. And that, I think, says something about us as humans, yeah. as opposed to you personally. I wasn't criticising no, you no, no. for doing it. I just thought, it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting, it's interesting, isn't yeah. it, how we react to these things. Because we've all been in a position where we've been working for someone who, um, was a bit of a knob, mm. haven't we? And so you see that, and the twelve-year-old in you goes, "Oh, look at this!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I think and then is... my forty-one-year-old kicked in and went, "Ah, you don't know what this is, really." Yeah. I don't really want to. Get I think there in is it. something in it in that he's an MP. Yeah. Were it a pop star, 
it's, I think it's slightly different. I think, I think if, if these allegations of, um, drug and alcohol abuse in a, in a public office yeah. and therefore neglecting his job, um, then I think there is something in it. And if that was the only way this guy could get the attention, I mean, I saw some people calling it an intervention. That's being perhaps a little bit generous. Um, if that's the only way this guy could get the attention of people to say, there's a huge problem here. We might have, we might have, and I'm just, you know, a drug abusing MP here and no one's taking any notice. Yeah. Then I kind of think there's something valid in it. Absolutely. But then, you know, you go a step, a thought further and yeah. drug addiction yeah. is a medical problem, isn't it? But sometimes it needs. It is a medical problem, but others shouldn't suffer because of your medical problem. No, I get it. It's a complicated one. There's no right or wrong. I just knew that the reason I retweeted it was not the purest. Titillation. Yeah. 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 I get it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can call about that. Or you can just call about how bloody hot it is today. And I want to play iPod Roulette. We've got Martin queued up. We've got Alan queued up. It's the the big calls from Birmingham are coming in Birmingham, the city of twenty nineteen. This dear listener is the late night alternative. Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee, every weeknight from just after ten. It turns out on Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, oh. stable girls, well, I'm on the end. and stripper grands. It depends who you with, and it depends on situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Let's do this. 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Martin. Hello, Inca. All right, okay. Sorry? Well, I'll, t- I'll come straight to the point, right? Yes. Uh, I've got £1,500 in a brown envelope. Okay. Crispy £20, £10 notes. Ooh. And I've got a proposition to make to you, which Ooh. I've been thinking about for about a week now. I am in. Let me get the bell out. Okay. All right, let's go. Yes, first customer. Ian, I want to buy your bet off you that you've had a rainbow, George, about the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, oh, Now, for those who don't know, I have bet Rainbow George. It, well, he has bet me £2,020 that um, he will n- not only have a song in the 2020 Eurovision Song Contest, but I think I've got this right, haven't I, Catherine? It's going to win it. Yeah. So far, with 11 months to go... He hasn't even written the music for the song, and he's not got in touch with any of the countries. Um, Martin, you want to buy... I'm a better boy, you're better furious. I'm a gambler, and oh. I think that's it. Right, so, so, so the bet that I've got that George won't win the Eurovision Song Contest yeah. for twi- uh, for £2,020, you want to buy off me for, sorry, how much? £1,500. Which gives roughly as a one to two in my favour. But for you, it's an easy fifteen hundred pounds. So. Yeah, but 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 but, but, but it could be an easy two thousand pounds. Two thousand and twenty well, pounds. Mm. Two thousand twenty pounds. Yeah, that's why I know you lose seven hundred pounds on your bet, Ian. Well, no, well, hang on a minute. You're a terrible mathematician. I lose five hundred and twenty pounds. No, it's two thousand and twenty, isn't it? Yeah, and you're offering me fifteen hundred. That's seven twenty. That's five hundred and twenty. Am I, one of us is being dumb here, Catherine. There's a very, very strong chance it's me. It quite often is. But Catherine? No, I says £1,500 million. Yeah, and the bet is for 2020. Yeah, not that, not 2,220. Oh, not 2,220. Yeah. I is thought it, it was 2020, 20. Sorry, like, you're right, I apologise for that. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, might get, I, might get, yeah. I might have to get, I might have to get more money out of this guy. Keep him talking. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> but why would I, why, uh, basically, I'm just giving away £520. Well, that's why. You can cash any bet now, like. See, I'm a gambler, you see, like. And when you bet on football or golf, whatever, like, 
if after the first day, say in the golf, like, you, or your man's winning, like, you can cash in the bet, like, yeah. or less than the money you'd get if you won. thing so, is, you say you're a gambler. This isn't really gambling, is it? This is taking money off an old man who's not done any work. Which, which, by the way, I am totally up for. I am totally up for. Catherine, 46 is not old. He's a young man, no, he's really No, she's talking about Georgia, Muppet. Oh, George. (laughs) I'll tell you what I'll do. Let me make a deal with you, Martin. Yeah. This envelope full of crisp 20s and 10s. It's on my little desk now. Well, you just said the mantelpiece and then you realise that burglars will be listening and so you've just made up a desk. (laughs) Right. Here's the thing. Quite often in exclusive gambling dens, you have to pay a fee to sit at the table. Yeah. If you pay me a fee to sit at my table, I will consider your offer. The fee is, listen, hear me out, hear me out. You pay me £100. Yeah. I will consider... Your very generous offer. Now, that sounds fair to me, Kath. What do you reckon? Sound fair? Kath's my gangster's mole. For Ofcom reasons, I'm not getting involved. Okay. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ian, right, okay, right. Can I just have a, right, a quick follow-up follow up to this, like? Are you and Kathy going to bring your rabbit down? Uh, down to, uh, your ra- <laughs> sorry, I don't know about my rabbit. rabbit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, the rabbit hole down to Birmingham in, in the near future? No. Oh, that's a shame, Rob. Uh, we might do. Do you know what? I've just started booking a couple of extra dates tonight. We're, we're looking at doing one in yeah. Brighton in October. We're looking at doing a picture show in London in September. Um, and, um, find me a venue in, in find me a venue in Birmingham. You've got a lot of fans staying here, like, they listen to talk. Oh, I know the listeners there. I did a show there for four years. What? But find me, find me a venue in Birmingham. I'd only come down to the, uh, if you bought the rubber towel down to Birmingham, like, I'd only come down on one condition. Yeah. That, uh, that Caddick wasn't because the last person I would have bumped into is that. Alan, what do you think about that? Oh, I want to go. I want to go. He's Caddick I'm here, Martin. How are you? Alan, after you got banned from the stores, like, for your misbehaviour, like. Excuse me, I apologise, but it's not my fault for Gaffy do like me. But you, I've been a bit aggressive, like. Don't harbour really No, but I apologise to the gaffer. Okay, but okay, well, okay, Alan. You wouldn't let me back. Even though I apologise. a word of this. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, Alan, like, when you go in pubs, like, you've got it's a lot like of. like the Brummie Arches. <laughs> you know, you can't just Which go around. Like, no, yeah. but. But I'd never like that. Have you been banned from the Green Man as well, Alan? No, I, I don't. I've never been in the Green Man. Or the Vine? N- no, I'm allowed in the Vine. Okay, okay, okay. So, Alan Rod, if if Ian and Cathy did bring down the rabbit hole down to Birmingham, would you behave yourself? Yes. Definitely? Yeah. And we could have a point after. As long as it's not to my scores. Because I would give... See, look, why I asked Ian about if he, if he, him and Cathy was bringing the rabbit hole down to Birmingham, because that's when I'd bring the £1,500 down to Ian to hand it over to him to buy well, the best Well, here's the thing. If I, you have to give me £100 first for me to consider your offer. But that, hang on, but is George still up for this bet or... George is still up for the bet. I'm still up for the bet. But for me to consider selling the bet to you for £1,500, you'd have to give me £100, which is separate from the £1,500, otherwise I'm not even going to consider it. Okay, so I'm still making 400 am I? 420 But you give me the £100 and I'm considering it and I may may say no. That's a deal. 
So I may say no. That is a deal. Oh, I love this. What kind of gambler are you? Yeah, a really bad one. All right, well, if you send me the £100, and um, then I'll consider whether I sell you, uh, sell you the bet for £1,500. Well, so I'll send a check down to TalkSport Studios in your name, then. You did say cash, if I'm completely honest, Martin. But cash is a bit dodgy in the old letter thing. Well, I'm happy dodgy. to meet you at an underground car park <clears> or a bus <throat> station somewhere in London. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just so confident winning this bet. Well, but you, I mean, you are like yourself, you know what I mean? hundred quid to consider it, and I might consider it. It's as simple as that. He's getting cold feet. Thank, he is, exactly. Thank you, Martin. Um, goodbye, Helen. 0344-499-1000. I'll look into Birmingham, actually. 0344-499-1000. Uh, Danny says, man breaks the world record for saying the word like in a conversation over a million times in five minutes live on talk radio. Wow. <laughs> this is the late night alternative. Catherine Boyle, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodeans. Good night, Cobbers. Can I crash on your floor? The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uh, nice to see Ken just calling up and then um, realizing he's not welcome on this show and uh, putting the phone down. Um, which is great because we don't want his homophobic phobic bigotry. Although I do want to tell him that I'm bisexual now. That's, I want to tell him that. I'm sure he knows. Dad! Excited <laughs> to tell you. 0344 499 1000. Did you say I want to tell him I'm bisexual now? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell him. That's what I wanted to tell him last time, but he put the phone down. Right, okay. I want to just want to, I just want to let him know. See you what know. he says. So you see, yeah. Further evidence of the devil within, of course. <laughs> well, I'm up for anything these days. Um, iPod Roulette, if you want to give us a go, you're very welcome. Oh, God, someone's put on the boring old man uh, uh, signal. George is calling in. Um, what have you got for us, Catherine Boyle? Uh, well, Billy's uh, still upset about Ruta Haga, so... Um, oh, <laughs> Ruta Haga yeah. passed away. Very <laughs> We're all upset about that. <laughs> oh, this is a shame. Runners who took part in a cancer charity race have been told their times were wrong because the route was tampered with. Oh, hey, this reminds me, right, when I was about... 14 or 15, the teacher I hated the most because he was a bully, horrible man, um, but he made me do cross country. He thought I'd be good at it because I was long and skinny. I wasn't. I was a sprinter, but he made me do cross country. And once we went, we entered a cross country in, in Black Forest. No, not Black Forest. In uh, the, uh, the Black, Black, uh, Black, uh, uh, it's where they filmed Superman. It's where they filmed um, the Zod landing on Earth scene, Black Park? Black Park! Black Park, where they film Zod. Um, is this the planet Houston? I think was his line. It's in Black Park. Was that before he said, kneel before Zod? Yes, I think so. Um, and we had to do a cross country. So we did this cross country and we went like Billio. And uh, I did really well actually and I felt really good at the end of it. And we all, fin all, all these lads finished, about 20 lads finished. And then the person running went, no, sorry, 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 so, 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 sorry. You should have listened. We, we, we tried to call you back. We'd set the course out wrong. <gasps> that wasn't the course. We've got to do it again. What, today? No. No. Oh, God, no. This was 30 years ago. And, um, we're like, what? 20 of us, but the other sort of 30 had, had heard that, no, come back, lads, come back. And so they hadn't done it. Jammy gets. 
and we had to do it again. And of course, I came like last or something. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the exhaustion. I hate the cold legs. I hate the feeling of nausea. I hate the stitch. I hate the people that like cross country. I hate it. It's torture. It's torturous. It should be banned in this country. It should be illegal. It's worse than what they do to journalists in Turkey. You were doing it wrong. What you need to do is get out of the teacher's eye shot. Eye shot. shot. Eyesight. Eye line. Yes. Slow down and carry on your conversations, what we used to do. Well, this, with the school cross country, you could, um, but with, uh, here we go. This is, uh, this can be a phone in that no one will go for. When you were at school, but you were legitimately allowed out of school for something, when we're in primary school, the cross country would be, um, not just around the school track, but you'd also be allowed into the park next door, which oh, yeah. ran past our house. So we, right. I could look at my house. And we got to, sideways. And we got to run around the park that I used to play in. And that felt so decadent and so freeing that we were, we were allowed out of school. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand moments you were allowed out of school legitimately. We used to walk to the swimming baths. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, we used to have our, oh. Oh, and there, of course, there was a moment in exams where you were allowed to just go home afterwards and it felt so wrong. Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, I'm so glad I never have to take another exam in my life. There's nothing worse. You're good at exams. I I do think there is kind of a certain brain set that is good at exams and one that isn't. And I was, I could never get them. Here's what I did as well. And you could do this back in the day when you weren't paying for your own education. Yeah. I chose subjects that I was good at and that I found easy. Yeah. Because it didn't matter what you did, it was more where you went. Even at school, GCSE and uh, A-levels, you were good at exams, were you? What did you get for your A's? Hmm? For A-levels? Yeah. Um, Three A's and a B. That's incredible. B for general studies, uh, which I didn't take a lesson. Now, look how mature I am, because a year ago, I'd have gone, oh, you bum lick. But that's brilliant. You yeah. should be very proud of that. It's a great inspiration for your girls. I did terribly. My first year, my, my, did three A-levels at school, and then I dropped one because I hated it. And they didn't know for ages I was only doing two A-levels, because the message didn't get passed on. And then they found out, and I had to do another GCSE. So I did, did geography, history, and English. I dropped geography. I got an N or a U for history. I got an E for English. Then I went to college to do psychology and sociology. I failed psychology, but I got, I failed sociology, but I got a B in psychology. And that was simply because I found sociology so boring. And one of the teachers would say marijuana instead of marijuana. Um, and they, I got an offer to a university that said, well, you've got one E. All you need is one more E and we'll, we'll have you in for our drama course. Um, so I just threw everything at psychology. I hated exams. But your brain... Just remember stuff. Yeah, and you know but how also they it was, work. It was, it was, also it was languages which just clicked with me. It's yeah. not, it was more of an instinctive so thing. So what were your exam results in? But Michael and George, we'll come to you in a minute. Hmm? What were your, your, your A-levels in? English, French, Spanish. Okay. And, um, I did, um, GCSE German in a year. Got yeah. B for that. And I did general studies. Uh, that's, that's the same fuck classer. <laughs> uh, it, I was terrible at it actually. Um, but, yeah. I did, well, here you go. I was quite good in German until I started dicking around. And then I just, so I did German GCSE and I got an E. And then when I found out, when they found out that I dropped one of my A-levels, they made me do German GCSE again. Nothing more humiliating than, than being a, a sixth former having to sit in with the year below you. <coughs> and I think I got a D in German that year. Right. Hated it. But at that point, I was, I was kind of, I, I hated school anyway. I really was not where I wanted to be in, in terms of being at school. 
thing was with German is that I'd learned my uh, French and Spanish I'd learned from being over there and being kind of left to it yeah. and um, learning like a, like a baby, you know, parrot right. fashion. Um, I couldn't really learn it sitting in a classroom. No. I was, I was almost, uh, I was going to fail Spanish G uh, GCSE and then I did the um, Spanish exchange, it just clicked. I think there is an argument, and I've heard this before, that school is, is quite often wasted on kids. Because I would love to learn all that stuff now. Yeah. I would love to... Physics? You're going to teach me physics for free? Yes, please. You're going to you're going to help me. You're going to let me read some of the greatest works of English literature and then explain the bits I don't understand for free. I'm in. Also, but at 12, 13, 14, I didn't want that. Also, university I didn't pay for. And no. when I think about how God, when the lessons were ending, I was like, I had my coat on, I was ready to go, I just wanted to get out of there. And I used to sigh when the mature student yeah. asked another question. Yeah. But of course, I get it now. And yeah. I also think, God, if I'd ever applied myself, I spent a lot of time dicking around at university. Do you mean dicking around? No, I don't. I mean, you know, messing about and not wanting to be in class. Okay. And yeah, I had a brilliant time and everything and grew up. And it's that nice little cushion between being a kid and being an adult. You know, it's all safe and, well, largely safe. But if I'd just gone there to learn, yeah. like, like a mature, the mature students yeah. did, I could have been an ace, you know. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, both. Michael, what can we do for you on this um, this rather warm evening? So I'm so glad the day is now done because I knew this morning that I was. Michael, gonna... are you on speakerphone? Ian, you asked me this last time. I've been listening long enough to know you will almost execute somebody if they go on speakerphone. I am definitely not on speakerphone. Just a pony phone. It's just a pony phone. I Michael, Michael, please accept my sincerest apology. You are a good man with a crap phone. I just have to be so vigilant these days. There are people out there that want to bring me down, that want to stab me in the back, that want to want to want to get me riled up, and I just have to be on guard, Michael. And also the heat. And I apologise, and I'm so sorry. Please, do you do you accept my apology? Thank you for your apology. Yes, I do accept it. That's, I understand. That is a great man. That is a okay. great, great man speaking there. Big man, a huge man, big heart. A lot of people using the heat as an excuse to um, give us plenty of mood and tood today. You saw it. It was kicking off in Waitrose, wasn't it? Kicking off in Waitrose of all places. It was like middle-class Armageddon. Well, they had, the, <laughs> the fridges were all broken, so they were taking all the cream and the chi all the all the all the fr all the frozen the chilled things were not <laughs> why, frozen. Why did you struggle to say that? Because it wasn't the frozen things, I was correcting myself. Okay. It, all the uh, chilled things were being removed and there was a lot of kerfuffle about that, but also I went to collect a parcel beforehand and um, unusually the Waitrose staff were a little bit rude. A little bit, uh, little bit short with you, which yes. is you know, because you're quite a tiny woman yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, Michael, my brother, my blood brother, um, and I would, yes, if I uh, saw you, I would cut the palm of my hand and I would cut the palm of your hand and we would swivel our hands hands together and we'll be blood brothers, um, unless you have a, a communicable disease, in which case I would have to opt out on that and I would just, just spit, a... oh, I'd just spit in my hand and you'd spit in yours and we'd do a spit, we'd be spit brothers. That's communicable. By the way, the spit brothers, if that's not the name of a porno tag team, then god damn it, I've got no idea what's going on in the world. What have you got for us, Michael, please? Well, yeah, the first thing, yeah, so I'm glad the day's over because I knew this morning <sighs> I was going to um, get a lot of people complaining to me about the heat. And he said, you know, he's like, I probably saw 20 people today, and I would say 19 of them said, Ooh, it's a hot day, isn't it? Well, yeah, of course it's bloody hot. We all know how hot it is. Let's talk about something else. Why are they bringing their heat troubles to you? Are you a weatherman? Not at all, no. Just strangers, colleagues, friends, family, whoever. 
Well, I'm not about the bloody weather. This, well, this is a, this is, I mean, this is a British cliche, but it is true. Whenever, we, we do, we do obsess about the weather. And I've been thinking about this a lot recently, because I've had these conversations as well, Michael, when you pop into a shop or, you know, you, you, you complain about the weather. Um, and I think it's nervousness, because no one knows how to make small talk really mm. so the weather the weather here is very changeable we have you know extreme heat extreme cold wet we, it's very changeable and it can change from hour to hour and we don't know how to make small talk so if you're going oh can i get get if I, can you get me that pint of milk please then you've got that 30 seconds while they walk over and then walk back it's an awkward moment so why not go and it hot today hey eh? go on i'm gonna blow your mind yeah spanish people complain about the heat as well Really? Mm-hmm. But right. the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. Apparently so. My friend's from Seville, and it is baking hot there every August. Yeah. Every August. Too much, too much, too much. And you show me one Spanish mother who doesn't go into What's a shop. <laughs> doesn't go into a shop and go, <laughs> Ay, que calor, que calor, que calor. And they, they complain about it, and they fan themselves, and they're a little bit extra about, you know, just how hot they are. I think it's a human thing. Here's what we're going to do tonight, uh, and this is thanks to you, Michael. We're going to learn how to complain about the heat, but in different languages. So what do they say in Spanish? Oi, que calor. In Greek, they say, popo zesti. <laughs> popo zesti. <laughs> it's a great one. Popo, popo is like, oh, my God, popo zesti. So they moan about it there too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, fair enough. If anyone well, could complain about the heat in a foreign language, 03444991000. Yes, Michael, point number two. Well, I suppose on that building on that, if we can. Yes, we can build on it. It's a strong foundation. I, yeah. I think, you know, the, the whole small talk thing is a really good shout, isn't it? I think I used to feel like that, like I need to fill yeah. those silences of 30 seconds. But I think with a bit, a bit of discipline, you can learn to sometimes enjoy the, that little bit of silence here. What do you think? You tend to agree. You cracked first. You cracked first. I tell you where they don't, they do like silences. Japan. Japan. Small Jap talk is rude, isn't it, there? Yeah, I don't know if it's, oh, I don't know if it's rude. I, I've not heard that. It could be. But we, um, I've been to Japan. I've been lucky enough to go a few times. And I've got a few friends over there. Shinomix and um, Saeko and a, and a couple of others. And they, they're very hospitable people. And they would always take us out for meals mm. and nights out. And you'd just be sat there. Order your food, in and you just be sat there in silence. And of course, me and it was my, my my wife at the time. That's not that's uncomfortable to us. So we'd be making all this conversation, and and and, and now looking back, it was obviously it was quite uncomfortable for our Japanese friends that we were there just gabbing, and they must be thinking, God, they don't shut up those English <laughs> talking about the weather all the time. These bloody Westerners they don't <laughs> want to shut up and enjoy their food. <laughs> exactly, think. shut up and enjoy the lovely, delicious food that we're providing for you. That's it, that's it. Was so there anything I, else, Michael? I want to ask about the, um, the record you're planning on releasing, because I'm really intrigued. Okay, well, we have... You got any ideas? We, we, this is what's happening. Catherine and I will be releasing a seven-inch vinyl single. The mm. first 100 orders of that seven-inch vinyl single will receive a platinum, it's actually grey, but it says platinum on it, mm. a so platinum, platinum laminated membership card. Those cards have been designed, they are different from the normal membership cards, there will only be 100 of them, there will only ever be 100 of them. Those cards were designed uh, to, today in a very, very long 
online session on Vistaprint. They have Ooh. been ordered. They will be with us hopefully next week. Uh, and the first 100 orders of that, uh, of the record, we'll get that card free, laminated. Um, we're going to take pre-orders. It's going to be a seven-inch single, and the B-side is probably going to be talking. And for the A-side, I think we're going to do a song, but I don't know what the song is going to be. It's going to be me and Kath. We might get Sam on there as well, and um, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. That sounds cracking. Have you thought about content-wise for the A-side? Yes. Maybe something. I don't know how you get away with it legally. Let's say, for example, you use. Perfect Day by Lou Reed, yeah? Yes, yes. And you get callers, you know, callers that we know and love uh -huh. in this current time to kind of do, maybe do a line each or something. It can't have anything to do with the radio show, really, can it? I don't know. You, you know, I'm asking you, Kath, you know... All no, really we wouldn't be able to lift content from well, here. Well, no, we, we wouldn't it. be able to lift content from here, but we, you could, Catherine, that's an excellent point, Michael, Catherine could spend a couple of days driving around the country, going to Birmingham, meeting uh, Hallen, going to Ke uh, Maidstone to meet Nigel, um, and you could travel all around the country and record... Better idea. Yes? We do it at the rabbit holes. Yeah. No, I think um, the better idea is you... Being alone with various people, I don't know. Yes, I think that's a great <laughs> yeah, idea. Yeah, like I say, we do it the rabbit holes. <laughs> Michael, we're going to look at... It's a thing that we're kind of working on at the moment. We'll look in. On the, thank you for your call. 0344 499 1000. On the subject of being legitimately sent out of school, not for a school trip, Lady Jane says, I was sent to the shop to get milk for teacher's tea. Always went into my dad's butcher's on the way where he would give us money to buy cola cubes. Or sherbet... Now, she's put sherbet pups. She must mean sherbet dips. Yeah. Or dib-dabs. Dib-dabs. Um, imagine that, getting sent out to the shops to buy milk for the teachers. Flipping heck, man. Back in the day, wasn't the teacher's staff room, didn't it just stink of coffee and fags? fags. When you had to knock on the door oh, to get they something. They loved it. And you would open, they would open the door and it'd be like, um, stars in the rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible times. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This dear listener is Talk Radio. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers oh, and Disco Distant Fathers. Yeah, the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number. Uh, Rachel, who is sending us loads of ideas for venues in Birmingham, thank you. Um, can you uh, uh, save it? Because I'm, I'm gonna, not going to see all these tweets. So save them and then maybe put them in, in one tweet or something. Um, I'm thinking, actually, Catherine, of opening, it's not yet, of reopening Ian at ianlee.com, the email address, and us both, uh, us both having it. Because actually... I'm thinking in terms of what we've been talking about privately. Yes. And this it might actually be quite useful. Okay. So uh, would you, would you, does that make sense to you? But we both have it? Sure. I'll, I'll speak to the people, so because it just means it's, it's handy for stuff like this. Um, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Uh, on uh, being sent out of school legitimately, Nelly says on a school trip, I was asked to get a packet of ham at the spa near the youth hostel we were staying. The teacher was impressed by my speed. Okay. Um, you know the teachers say that just to make you do mm. stuff. And fa troppo caldo, says Stephen. Fa troppo caldo. That's what, exactly, it's too it, hot. It's exactly what I just said. Well. Fa troppo caldo. What language is that? Italian. Okay, that's exactly what I just said. Let's go to, um, let's go to Sven. Good evening, Sven. Hello, mate. Hello, Kath. How are you doing? It's fine. Are you, uh, are you sitting in one of those caves under a waterfall? 
Well, close to. I'm on a train. Okay, you're on a train. Are you eating a, a Vianetta? Okay, this isn't going to last long. What have you got for us, Ben? Oh, uh, I don't really know. Okay, uh, thanks very much for your call. Oh, three, four, five. <laughs> what you've got for us is a very no, muffled line. Go on, what, what have you called in for, you muppet? I just wanted to say hello. I, I last spoke to you when you were on another radio station years ago. Which one? Um, LBC uh, or, uh, or Absolute? It was Absolute. Absolute. Okay, what did we talk about? Let's see if I can remember. Uh, well, we were talking about, you were talking about guys with polo shirts putting their collars up. I was talking about what? Guys in polo shirts putting their collars up. Oh, yeah, but I saw someone doing that the other day, like an absolute twonk. His, his collar yeah. up. What a loser. It, 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 it's not good. No. It, no, I don't cater for it. But anyway, that was the, that was the subject back then. Um, but I was just trying up to say, all right, I'm on a train, it's hot, um, and... Well, I don't know, that's about it, really. You're feeling a little bit lonely. Why have you Why have you not called in for the last ten years? What's, 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 uh, what's wrong? What's going on? I, I think the reason for that is kids. Oh. I had new kids, you see, and now I'm allowed out. Yeah. Um, I can have catch up, and I've been listening to your podcast and all that sort of jazz. Thank and, you, man. You know, you know. How, how, old are, how old are the kids? Well, the uh, eldest is going to be seven, and the youngest is going to be three. Magic, magic ages, man. Absolute, absolute magic. I'm hearing you. Yeah, they're, they're, they are awesome. They keep you on the straight and narrow. I uh, haven't seen my kids for a couple of weeks. They were away with their mum, and I had to pick them up from, like, a club today, and I had them for a couple of hours. And um, they live in Windsor. And I said, we've got a choice, guys. We can go home. They they, they were really tired, because they've been in, like, a, 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 a games club all day, sports club. Yeah. And I said, we can go home, we can go to the ice cream parlour, or we can go on a boat trip. And the eldest went, oh, can we go home? And youngest went, boat trip! So I said, all right, and we rented, just for half an hour, one of those little, um, little, you know, putt-putt boats, you know, going up and down the River Thames. Yeah, yeah. And we, it was, they, they loved it, and we'd been before, the last time we did it was a year ago, and I crashed, and, um, I stalled the motor, and we had to get a stranger to come and rescue us, and start the motor, and, and, and pull us off, excuse me. Uh, and so they were really nervous. But today, they were driving, seven and nine, they were doing the driving. I sat in the back for a bit of it. I sat in the back. Backseat, did you do backseat driving? Though? No, do you know what? I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I let them do it. And every now and then, I would just go just a little bit to the right. My eldest was cool with me sitting in the back. My youngest wanted me to sit next to him. And just, he would, if a boat was coming the other direction, he said, Daddy, can you do it now? And I'd just steer it ever so slightly away. But they were incredible, Sven. These, these are the joys you've got to look forward to. Oh, that sounds pretty awesome. Uh, can I just also add very quickly? Yes. Is that I've been sort of like following, you know, what's been happening with you over the years and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm ex-army. I'm ex um, and I suffer from mental health issues. And can I just say, you putting it online, that has helped a lot of people and helped a lot of my mates, so I'm really appreciative for that. Thank you, mate. That, uh, that is, a, is a very kind thing to say, and for reasons I will not go into publicly, that means a lot more than, than you might think. So thank you very much, brother. No, 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 that's awesome. And I just, that's another reason why I've called up, just because I was dealing with difficulties as well. Yeah. But I'm pretty much out the other side. And, Beautiful. Uh, you know, and following you, and, you know, hopefully I'll call again. And nice one shoot the breeze and I just wanted to say you know I think the two of you are doing an amazing job Sven you're a good man call us when you're not on a train next time but what a lovely call thank you very much indeed there were there were 
there, there, there were some people who, when I started talking about mental health, went, no, 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 come on now, stop that. We don't, you don't want that out in the public. And then when I talked about, you know, going and saying, actually, I'm bisexual, no, 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 come on now, we don't want that out in the public. That's nobody's business but your own. So getting a call like that, Sven, makes it all worthwhile. I appreciate it. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening, Ian. Good Kat. evening, George. Hello. Um, I was listening to your caller and I bet and all the rest of it. I, yes. I, I would really love you to do the sensible thing and uh, phone the special bets department at William Hills or Ladbrokes and put a thousand pounds on. I'm sure they'll Sorry? give you a hundred to one. And, uh, <laughs> and no, the, the, will... okay. I'm not going, I'm not going to, but thank you for the advice. Why are you not going to? Because I really can't be bothered. I'm far too busy. But thank you for the suggestion. I'll tell you someone who'd be, who'd be up for doing that. Say hello to my good friend Gatford. Hello, hello. Gatford. Hi, hi, George. Hi, Ian. Hi, Cass. Hello. What, what's up, Doc? Well, I, I'm trying to get I, I, Ian to put a £1,000 on a, a song called a, a New Song subtitled Let's Tick Together. Uh, I want him to put a thousand pounds on. I'm sure they'll offer him a hundred to one. So, a thousand pounds to do what? Hit number one? Be the Christmas number one? No, win, win next year's Eurovision Song Contest, the Not, 20... I, I think they'll offer you more like 20,000 to one. No, they, they, definitely, yeah. they definitely wouldn't. But, well, we're but, never winning Eurovision at, at the current moment, so that's not going to happen. And I don't see Ian donating a thousand pounds to that, if you ask me in my opinion. Yeah, but if he, lo he, if he loses the bet, he gets £2,020 from me anyway, so he... he well, he, yeah, he, but he, that's, he, not a, that's not a legally binding contract, George. That's just you saying it. That's just me saying it. No, we, that's, that's, that's not a legally binding contract. You're not going to write him a cheque and date it the date that the record is supposed to win the Eurovision and then he can cash it. I don't think you are understanding the simplicity of what I'm saying here. He, 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 Ian stands to win £2,020 from me if this song doesn't win the Eurovision Song yeah, Contest if he, if he goes next year. If betting shop and, and puts a bet on with William Hill, that he's got a contract with them because they've got a bit of paper or whatever it is they do now receive, and he can go in and go, I've got this, and they have to give him the money. Yes, yeah, so, 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 so you're, he, you're he, he, you're not he, William Hill. I'm not William Hill, but I am Ra Rainbow George, and I am. Yeah, uh, uh, I, can't, uh, I can't visit you on the high street, Rainbow George. You're not you, a betting shop. I'm not a betting shop, but but but, but, but you could put a thousand pounds on and and. Uh, and win a hundred thousand pounds, and and, and uh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the keyword that you're looking, the key, the keyword in that sentence, George, could. Yeah, well. Um, why? Why would he? Why would he take that risk? He's got two kids, you know. It's that no means, risk. Uh, about, well, what, really, no, what do you mean no risk? It's betting. It's gambling. Of course, it's risk. It's no it's risk at all. The word risk. No it's risk at all. You look up the dictionary, it's the definition of the word risk, apart from the popular ball game. No risk, 
because it, 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 if, if the bet Thank loses, you. he gets £2,020. He doesn't get that money. Why doesn't he get that money? Because you're just someone who rings the radio station and says, I'll give you £2,020. That's not legally binding. Anyway, um, I rang up to talk about when I was let out of school once. Can I tell you about that? Tell me about it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman Made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I told ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's Blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay It's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Just realize I do a strange thing when I'm in a rush And I want to open a bottle of drink Look what I'm doing here, what am I doing that's different? You're turning the bottle rather than the I'm lid I'm turning the bottle instead of the lid to drink my flat coke. I've got flat coke because my stomach is um, not in a great place. Um, I turn the bottle instead of the lid. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative, Monday to Friday. Ian Lee, who are you? Catherine Boyle. Tell us about our next guest, please, Catherine Boyle. Well, Camilla Constance is someone we read about in the online papers the other day when we were going through um, some yeah. of the... Sexy stories, let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know if it was necessarily a sexy story. This was, is a very was, sexy story. It was sexual. I mean, the ma- this is from the Mail Online. Mother who spiced up her 16-year marriage by taking two lovers and mm. having a string of flings with both men and women is now a sex coach who counsels couples while they are in bed. Now the th- That's what caught your the, eye, the let's be honest. The thing that caught my eyes of my head, of my face, 
was the thing about sitting in while people are um, having sex and, and perhaps critiquing them. Giving them some pointers. I don't know if, the, if she holds up scorecards at the end of that, but we'll find out. We've got Camilla Constance on the line now. Good evening, Camilla. Good evening. No, I don't hold up scorecards. <laughs> it's, it's an idea. I don't know if you, bl- if you blow a whistle if they, they go in the wrong <laughs> hole. I don't no, know. No, no, that's not how it works. Tell us how it works. We, I found it fascinating. Go on. What, what, so what, we'll, we'll do the background in a bit, but it, one of these sessions, how, how does it work? Well, so my, my whole approach to sex and sexuality is, it's all pleasure based and it's all about is it kind, is it beautiful, are both people having a really deeply wonderful, pleasurable, gorgeous, delicious time. Uh, very often when couples come to me, one or other of them isn't having a gorgeous, delicious, sensual, sexy time for all sorts of different reasons. So really what they're doing is I'm creating the space where they can come into the space and I can identify because very often within a couple, because there's all this... Um, I'm being careful with my language. Thank you. There's a lot of conditioning that is not helpful. When you say conditioning, do you, you mean stuff that they've learnt as kids and, 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 and older about what sex yeah. and what relationships so, are meant so, to be? So to begin with, we as parents don't talk to our kids about sex at all in this country. Yeah. We wait until they're teenagers, until the right time, and then that right time, they're too embarrassed to talk to us about anything, let alone sex. Yeah. So parents don't have the, the dialogue. Schools are no longer having, really, having the dialogue. So... And then, and then we've, there's a background of conditioning from the church and from society about how girls should behave and how boys should behave and what's expected. But it's all kind of subtle. It's all these subtle, discreet messages that no one actually kind of has the conversation. And then to top it all, where do young people go to learn about sex? They go and learn about it from porn. Well, this is the thing now. I've got two boys who are seven and nine and Kath's got girls of similar ages. I'm so worried about them learning about it from, you know, I watched yeah. porn when I was 14, 15, but there was one tape that went around the school. Um, right. You know, now, now they're, they're going to have it. Full, it's full all full, hardcore, uh, yeah. you know, stuff we couldn't see. Oh, uh, in their pockets. It's in their pockets. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's not a helpful message and it's not particularly, it's not from, it's not kind sex. It's not loving sex. No. And, I, and when I say loving sex, I don't mean sex has to be in the context of a committed loving relationship, because as you know, that's not my background. Well, it was, but then it was also. I think a one-night stand can be deeply loving. It can be a beautiful, intimate connection between two people. And sex can, and so a lot of what I, 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 I work with a tantric philosophy, it's very much about connecting the heart energy with the sexual energy, and that's what I bring to couples in the bedroom. So when I encounter, when people come to me and they say, actually, we're finding it really difficult to have this conversation together, we find it difficult to be together, we find it embarrassing, we don't know how, we just don't know where, it's just really awkward. But then if they're finding it difficult, I have been in sexual relationships where neither of us have been very good at communicating. Yeah. And I have been in, I would say, one sexual relationship where actually there has been an honesty and an openness mm. and a real... There's been no shame. That's the thing. There's been no shame around it, and we've been able to say, "I wouldn't mind having a go at this. Would you fancy that? Would you?" But if if a couple are having trouble being intimate with their partner, how on earth do they then get the confidence or the courage or whatever it is to go? Well, I know. Let's let's go and see Camilla, and let's get Camilla to sit in with us, and she can. Because the initial reaction is it's the sitting in is very much at the end of the process. Okay. So, so really, by the time it gets to the point where they might want to come and actually work with me in person, we've developed a relationship right. through through um, Skype or Zoom. We've been working online for a while, or we've been having sessions in person, but not in the bedroom. Yeah. And then it might just evolve, and they just kind of get, 
um, the question that comes from them. So it's never something I suggest. I don't ever suggest them, hey, do you know what? I think we should we'll be really good viewers if I come and join you. Right. And that never comes from me. It's, it's kind of, it'll come out of, could you help with that? Or could you show us that? It's very often, could you show us that? Um, so I'll be trying to describe how to stroke or how to touch, and I'll be describing oh. how our bodies are fairly similar um, and different, but it's similarities that actually is where... Is, is, it, if you know your own body really well and you know your own pleasure really well, A, you can ask much more easily your partner what to give you, but also you have an indication of what he or she might like because you know your own body. And if it pleases you on your body, because our bodies aren't actually that dissimilar, you will know how to please somebody else. And that is so much easier to show them in real life. Why are we so embarrassed about sex? I, I say, I'm 46, and, I, you know, for, for my, up until the last couple of years, last year, I've been too embarrassed, ashamed. I mean, there are things that happened to me that were young, when I was younger that, that kind of conditioned me a little bit of abuse. Wow. Seeing my dad not being a great, he didn't abuse me, but seeing my dad not being great around women and the way he treated them. Wow. And I've learned all of this stuff about being ashamed and too afraid to say to the person I'm supposedly in love with, wow. could you put your finger there and do you mind yeah. if I lick that? Yeah. And we're ashamed. It's a really tough thing to say, isn't it? But as you say, it's the conditioning, it's yeah. the way you're raised, it's what's modelled to you. So one of the really, what I hope, and I don't know this yet, but what I hope is that because of the journey I've had whilst my kids were quite young and as they're growing up, and I've been very open in ways that some people might find uncomfortable, but for example, I was not at all uncomfortable about that mail article being published earlier right. this week because my kids knew it all. Your kids are grown up now, aren't they? They're 15 down to 11. Oh, okay, sorry, I they're thought they were older. Okay, no, 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 no. no. okay. Um, right. But there was no discomfort to me in, in the thought that they might see it. And as it is, they, they haven't looked for it and they don't want to read it because they're a little bit embarrassed by my job. Um, but that's fine. But the point is that they couldn't, they, if, they, if they did go to look for it and find it, there would be nothing in there that they would learn that would upset them because they know it all already. You're brilliant. I, I um... Let's have, let's have this conversation. I came out as bi a couple of weeks ago, Camilla, after doing... Oh! Oh, look at that! I got a celebratory cheer. There you go. Oh, that's such a celebration. Thank, thank you. And I, I said it on air, and it's, it's, I've been doing a lot of therapy because of a divorce and because of a, oh. there's a horrible... Loads of stuff going on. And we kind that of worked out... That is such a healing thing for you to say and for that, all your listeners to hear. I'm sorry. No, no thank you, Camilla. It, and, and I said it on air a couple of weeks ago, and, it, it, you know, it got into the papers and all that stuff. And I did, most people were like you, were brilliant. Um, and a, a couple of people said... You shouldn't be talking about that because my boys are seven and nine. Your boys are going to find that. They're going to get teased at school. And, and I found it really confusing because everything I do in terms of what I reveal on the show, my kids are, are always – I consider my kids and how they're going to react. Yeah. And I feel that I am – by doing this at some point, we might have a, you know, an awkward conversation at some point, but, but they're going to realize that you don't have to live a lie – that you can be open and honest and that there's no shame in this stuff. And I just was told by a couple of people, you shouldn't have done that. You, you're going to embarrass your kids and it's, they're going to hate you uh, for that. And you know whose kids are going to be happier, more well-adjusted adults, don't you? I think so. I think so. And I notice I'm not saying definitely because I'm still wavering a little <laughs> bit thinking maybe it was totally the wrong thing. Maybe it was a selfish thing to come out and say something like that. I don't know. I don't oh, know. it gives them permission. This is my my very strong belief about my children. It gives them permission. So I was having conversations about me being polyamorous when my youngest was five. Right. 
And his no. response was, I have more than one friend in the playground, why shouldn't you? And I was like, wow, yeah, the bedroom's quite go. a good playground. Yeah, kids get it. <laughs> you know? And to them it was like really obvious. To them it's really obvious that you enjoy playing with more than one person. But there was absolutely no judgment. But that was because they were... Th my honesty and my openness and my sharing with them came before their embarrassing, their yeah. embarrassed years. If I shared that story now with them, I think they'd all squeal with pain. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> they would. But then that's also, that's also part of our jobs as parents is to, we've got to embarrass them a little bit from time to time. Yes, of course. Um, but I really, truly believe that they have grown up. So first of all, my daughter has grown up knowing that sexual pleasure is a female, a female entitlement and right. Mm. And that if you are not enjoying something sexually, then you just say no to it. That there is no consent without pleasure. That's a really important lesson, isn't it, Camilla? I'm, I've, I, as a mother of daughters, and, you know, I, I grew up in a household where it, I was one of two daughters, and my mum was always really open. My dad didn't, didn't want to know about any of that stuff, and he left it to my mum. But thank God she, we could ask her anything, and often she would give us yeah. more information than we asked for. But I've noticed amongst women my age and older, and maybe a little bit younger too, that there is a real disconnect between what's above the waist and what's down. It's, it's still a little bit of embarrassment there. You know, there are loads of products that are designed to make us feel like we're not clean enough, all that sort of oh stuff. Oh, my God, yeah. And all that is so hard to overcome, but you've got to, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, totally. And then it only stare read in the paper that um, choking has become a standard thing mm. in in couple sex. Hang on, sorry, um, what? Choking. Choking. It was actually strangling them. Today, what? But, um, what's it called? Asphyxiation? Erotic asphyxiation? Oh, okay, yeah. It used to be a very niche thing. And that's become a standard? It's become a standard, and women are consenting to it, and I say this in inverted commas, because they think it's it's standard sex, and this is what they need to this do. This has come from man. porn, has it, I'm guessing? Yes. Right, gosh. It's crossed over from niche into mainstream. Ay, ay, ay. Because of porn, and, and that disconnect... Um, that women feel that, that they've disconnected their pleasure from, from sex. They just don't understand mm -hmm. that, that their pleasure is the most... That's, like, no one should do anything... No one should do anything in life, full stop, in my opinion, unless they're getting pleasure from it. And I accept there are certain jobs we have to do and earn money, blah, blah, blah. There are certain... Like, I really hate cooking and shopping and doing the washing up and all that, but I accept it's part of my role and I just have to do it. But... With sex, why would anybody do anything sexually that doesn't give them pleasure? Mm. It makes no sense to me. But these women are consenting to, to this act because they feel they have to, to be desirable or cool or Blimey. something. Yeah. And I'm just like, what? It's because those women in porn are doing it, so it must be all right. Maybe it's just me being a bit funny about it. I don't exactly. want to be unsexy. Normal. Yeah, that whole thing. But a lot of porn, I mean, I think that there are, there are moves towards making pornography that is less about the man yeah. dominating or yeah. the man, or, or, or a lot of it's quite brutal. And, and when the men get involved, I find it quite off-putting. But, but there is a oh. lot. Yeah, sometimes I think there that that's go. the case, you know, and you think yeah. this has not been made with women in mind. This has been made for men to no. feel power. I don't even see the sexiness in it. No. Um, but, th but th there are moves now towards making more kind of there are some awesome feminist kind of porn. Yeah. Yeah, really, really awesome women out there. But we're yeah. still a little way back, aren't we? The majority yeah. of it is. When did um, this is? We talk about this a, a lot more than is probably healthy, Camilla. <laughs> when did the stepdaughter, oh god, stepdad, stepmom? When did that become a thing? 
oh, in, Christ, incest for cowards. It's a really, you know, Alice and I look at porn and it's always the thing that comes up. This is a stepmom sedu seduces her stepson. What? I don't it's the most, that. isn't it like the most popular thing at the moment? It's huge. Oh. If this is where oh we God, are. I'm so naive. Oh, you didn't know that. <laughs> we educated you. <laughs> God, if we're educating Camilla, where does, what does that say? <laughs> no, it is, it is a big thing. But also, and I get, I get totally what you're saying about how women and young girls are affected by porn and subservience, but also it does affect men. Yes, men think, yes. well, my dick isn't big enough, I'm not lasting long enough, that guy's, you know, oh, doing yeah, it for an hour and I can last 30 seconds. Also, am I supposed to treat her like that? Am I supposed, I to, am like supposed to strangle her? Am I supposed so, to slap her? What, what is this? For me, the huge sadness is, um, the interaction between the male and the female has yeah. just been destroyed by the world of pornography because actually the, what men really love in sex is giving, giving, yes and receiving, but really giving pleasure. It, it's like this, this profound shift happens in a man when, when he pleases a woman and she kind of awakens mm. and becomes his goddess. I mean, it just, it's life-changing for a man. And I don't, I don't really understand why that is, but it's just, it's just a constant theme I hear from my clients. What I really want to do is please her. And of course, yeah. that's then kind of been twisted into women needing to fake mm. in order to prove that the man has pleased her rather than actually just oh. being genuinely grounded in her pleasure and feeding back to him. By the yeah. way, what a great phrase. And when she becomes his goddess. Wow, oh, that's a totally. great that's phrase. That. I love that. But it is kind it's of a revelation when you realise you're both on the same side and one person isn't waiting for you to perform, you know? Yes, and there, there doesn't need to be any performance. There just needs to be connection and there needs to be this, this curiosity, this playfulness, this connection, this just pleasure, just, just exploring pleasure. Um... But what porn has done is it's it's warped how men see themselves yeah. as sexual partners, and they and and there's this perception that really hurts them. And I see so many really wounded men because they think they're odd. And they mm. come to me and they say, "I just want to stroke her and kiss her and make love to her," but I feel I ought to be doing something else. And all my friends will laugh at me if they find out what I'm doing. What he doesn't know is that all his friends have the same problem mm. and the same worry because they all think they're meant to be doing what they see in porn. So they think there's something broken in them because they want to be intimate and kind and caring. Now how? warped and messed up is that that you've got people who think that they are broken because they want to be kind yeah what right. a shame and then and then the next step on is that the neurotransmitters that are stimulated by porn actually really mess with a man, man's sexuality so increasingly we're seeing men presenting with erectile dysfunction because well, that's a huge problem isn't it at the moment because of porn huge problem yes because because essentially the, the dopamine that rewards novelty that is fed very rapidly through porn doesn't reward you with a real-life woman because, funnily enough, she just isn't quite... Here's another thing that you may or may not know. This is a problem with porn stars, is that in the old days you'd have a fluffer that would, would help you get erect and all that, but now that isn't working. So if you're quite often male porn stars who are filming, you know, quite an intense kinky in inverted commas scene that's not working for them a fluffer isn't working so they then have to go online and look at even harder porn oh so they can get it up for the scene that they're doing it, it's incredible you need to listen to i think i heard that from the john ronson yeah, podcast it's so good what was it called um there was one called the butterfly effect. the butterfly effect you should listen to that camilla mm. it's really really we'll, we'll, uh, catherine will send you the link after an Thank email you. it's, it's really good he investigates kind of the porn industry mm. and uh, i think you might find it interesting i think you might find it yeah, really no, interesting I think it's such a good and series. Sad. Yeah, really sad because um, you would think that with all this we would be becoming more enlightened, but it sounds like actually um, our horizons yeah. are becoming narrower. Yes. Yeah. 
And what, okay, so, so we're talking about, oh, and I, I'm finally in a place where I can be open with, with uh, my partner in the bedroom and say, how about this, do you fancy that? And I'm, I'm happy to listen to suggestions. But then, if you're open, it can, it, it can be difficult. If someone says something that you're not that keen on, you know, she says something to me or I say something to her, what then are the rules? Are, are the rules, if, 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 if you think you're not that keen but you want to please them, it can be hard to say no, can't it? Yes, but what I'd throw back at you is, is, are you genuinely pleasing someone? Right, yeah. If you do something that doesn't give you pleasure. It's faking again, isn't it? Yeah, and if the shoe so, was on the other foot, would yeah. you want to feel that but someone then, was going through the motions for you? Is exactly. It, is it some, but is it, uh, what I'm trying to get at, and this is, I don't have a specific example that I'm thinking of, you know, you're not trying, is, is it worth trying something that you're not, there may be things you're completely uh -huh, revulsed by, uh -huh. but maybe you go, I don't know, is it worth trying it because you might love it? So a really good example of this is like is feet. There are lots of men with feet. There are lots of men out there with foot fetishes. For right. one reason or another, men fetishize feet quite often. Uh -huh. And they are embarrassed to mention this wow. to their partner because they're worried that he'll be they'll be humiliated, they'll be shamed, that something negative will come back. Yeah. So what I think the first rule is that you create a safe space within your relationship where you can bring up anything and then the response is always, is always a kind response. So okay. it can be a kind rejection. It can be, actually, I'm not very comfortable with you sucking my toes. But I don't mind, but maybe I'd be happy with you giving me a foot massage. Okay, okay. To start with. Yeah. So you, but but the, rule, the, the rule, as I see it, would be that the, the understanding is that you have a safe container in which you can raise anything, and you will be listened to with respect and kindness, and then that person will respond to you with respect and kindness. And then, and I don't really want to use the word negotiate, but you have a, an, a kind conversation where both people can raise what they want and their concerns. So um, we do this in the coaching modality I use. We do this in quite a formal way where you would um, talk about your fears and your desires on a regular basis as part of learning how to communicate. So my fears in this situation are, my desires in this situation are, and always what I love about you as well. So, love, fears, and desires. And that's a really good container. A safe, it's a way of formalizing the safe container and talking really openly. Mm. Do you, um, do, do, when you're going back to kind of your job and stuff, and we're going to yeah. we'll we'll plug all the website and all of that in a minute. It's really interesting talking to you, Camilla. Thank you. We'll have to get you in the studio one night if you're, if you're <laughs> ever nearby. Um, so, when you're, when you're in a, a session with a couple and they're, um, uh, I was going to say having it away. What a terrible... <laughs> When they're making love. When um, he's um, uncovering her goddess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Thank you. That. She's better at this than me. Um, did, that's I mean, a vile rumour. How does it work? Do, I mean, are you are, are you naked? Are you sat there with a clipboard? Are you definitely no clipboard? No, no clip. I said clip, by the way. <laughs> your, your, how how does it work? Are you are you are you hands on? Are you going? You might want to try it round that way. What what is the deal? It totally depends on the couple, and it totally depends on what they've asked for and what they're what what they're comfortable with. So um, I'm thinking back. I don't think I've ever been fully naked with a couple I'm coaching. Right. Um, but I like the way you have to think about that. But so, for example, if I'm trying to show him how to massage her breast, yeah. and it would help to you move my breast, I'm not going to do it wearing a bra because my breasts don't move when they're wearing, when I'm wearing a bra. So oh, I have no issue with nudity. I'm very comfortable with nudity, and um, if the if if I'm if if 
they're getting into a place where, where they are nude in front of me and it is more comfortable for me to be nude with them because that's the, the atmosphere and the energy in the room, then I will do that. If there's a sense that that's not right, then, I'll, then I won't. It really, I, I know it sounds like I'm trying, it sounds like I'm being a politician and I'm avoiding the question, but I'm genuinely not. Yeah. I really cater my sessions to my clients and I understand and I talk quite a lot with them about how they want it to be shaped and how they want it to evolve. Um, so one of my really big things that I teach couples is massage. I'm really, really, really massively keen on um, tantric stroke, erotic massage. I'm, I'm really, it's such an amazing way to give pleasure and learn about each other. And very often that involves me being hands-on. Because if I want to, for example, show a woman how to stroke him... Yes. Oop. I'm not sure what kind of words I'm allowed to use. Can I... So if I say want it. to show a certain stroke well, well, on his penis... Yeah. Can well, I say that? Well, you, yeah. you mean okay. to, Do you mean toss him off? No! <laughs> no, okay, I've gone too far. Right, what I mean... I love no, the fact I'm shocking off. Camilla. What I'm... No, no, what I'm doing is I'm trying to train people away from that. Right. Because the toss him off is just a kind of... It's just the same action, and it's really... It's disconnected. No. It's not thoughtful. He's been doing the same action for years <laughs> and never felt anything different. She's kind of watched it and thought, I, that hurts my wrist and I don't want to be... No, um, okay. no, it's not tossing off. It's... It's an extended, lengthened, really beautiful erotic massage where you use loads of different strokes and different oh. techniques to take him on a pleasure journey oh. in his energy, which is just kind I of mind-blowing. I love and this. through that, she really learns about him. And that's really difficult to teach yeah. without demonstrating. Yeah. So I will do that. And then equally, I'll show him how to pleasure her. And I'll say, this is the way to stroke her labia. Not with... with um, with your fingers but with your palm and I'll demonstrate it and I'll and because when I do it because I know how to do it and I do it really well she'll quiver with delight and he'll go oh my god you can do that you can make <laughs> it yeah, wow, now do it so I, I do get really hands-on because it's so much it's so much quicker and it's really it's just so quick and profound and transformational and why wouldn't I because that's what I can offer I wish I'd had a conversation with someone like you uh, in uh, in my 20s or even my 30s. Honestly, I've wasted so much time looking for uh, love and sex in all the wrong places and going about it completely the wrong way. And I've had decades, Camilla, of embarrassment uh, and shame in the bedroom. And there's, there, I think there is there is an epidemic of that. And I think people like you um, are, 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 are doing, you know, you you you. I get so annoyed. You probably saw these stories about the schools in Birmingham where where people were protesting outside mm. because of the they were mm. having gay lessons you know mm. and it's in and, and just it's, acknowledging that it's, people it's are just gay saying, sometimes you know, such and such and such might have two dads and such and such has got two mm. moms that's all it is and, mm. and people seem so afraid and and i think as a nation we're screwed up when it comes to sex and i think people like you camilla are doing great work oh, and that we need you. to be more open about sex and more and yeah you know what it's kind of fun to snigger about it and be a bit carry on but actually there is a lot more behind it as well, and we should just be a little bit bolder, oh, perhaps. So, you know what, when, when you allow yourself to enjoy it, it is just the most beautiful, pleasurable, amazing thing, and it costs nothing. <laughs> this is the thing, it's like, we spend a fortune um, on meals, on booze, on drugs, on whatever. We spend a fortune trying to, to create, actually, what we can get for free in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. This is a thing that is just mind-blowing. It's like... Orgasmic sex is way better than any drugs, and it's really good for you. As as a as a, uh, you, I, we should hang out. As a recovering drug addict, I can totally agree. I can oh totally my god! <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, I, oh, I talk about everything on it, Camila. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, it's so nice to talk to you. Seriously, if you're ever in the, near London Bridge one night, you're very, very welcome <laughs> to come in. If you, you ever want to come on and plug stuff, just, stuff, just drop, um, Catalina. Okay. Where I'm is, definitely bear that in mind. Thank please you. do. You're very welcome. Where is the best place if people want to find out more about you? My website. Um, www.camillaconstance.com Uh Camilla, and, and uh, Kath will send you the link for the yeah. John Ronson podcast because I think you'll really enjoy yeah, it, I, actually. I, I would appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks so much for your time, Camilla. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Camilla. She was brilliant. I love her. She's so good. She's great. And he said, we have a little snigger about sex and that's okay, but actually, if we could just be a little bit more... She was shocked by how much I was giving her, man. In terms of <laughs> revelation. Sorry, in terms of revelation! I love to cheer at the well, start. Well, she, her work is in unlocking people. Yeah. So for you to be able to get to that place, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm sure she would appreciate how long it's taken yeah. for you to be able to say half of that she stuff. She was good. I enjoyed that. Uh, phone lines, uh, yes, I know, but erectile dysfunction is a big problem. There's an oxymoron some of you are picking up on. Uh, phone lines are open, dear listener. You can call in about what we've just chatted about with Camilla, or you can call in about absolutely anything you want. You know how it goes. 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is The Late Night Alternative with Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I enjoyed that. Thank you, everyone. Uh, most people were very supportive. A couple of people didn't like it. One of them is Andrew. Andrew, I hope you don't mind me reading this out. I'm not having a go. Just reading it out, we had, just as, as, a, as a point, just to say that we've acknowledged your point and it is taken on board. Don't say point. <laughs> Stop it now. Can we have a night without sex talking innuendos or not so much? You asked us what we think of the show and what we think is wrong and this is my reply. I still listen to every show and I've listened to you since LBC Sending Love. Uh, I appreciate what you're saying. I just, um, that was a particularly naughty chat. We've got a dominatrix coming on next week. Naughty? No, it wasn't. It was, it was a healthy, it was a healthy chat. This I, is part of the problem that people get well, kind of squeamish about something well, like this. Well, I know, but I get, but I do get that we are very innuendo, uh, we do, we have big ones. Yeah. We have, we have big ones. Um, I, I take it on board, Andrew. Thank you. I, I don't know necessarily if we're going to change that because it is a late night thing. I think if we were doing a drive time show, it would be significantly different. Um, but thank you for your, for your point and thank you to everyone who in, enjoyed that. Let's go. Oh, we've got a couple of calls lined up. Nigel will come to you in a second. Let's go to Edwin. Good evening, Edwin. Oh, hello there. I don't think I've ever spoken to an Edwin before. No, no. It's a, well, you don't get that many. It's a great name. It's a great oh. name. Let's bring back Edwin's. <laughs> Thank you. Edwin, you're in Belfast. Are you coming to our show on Saturday? Yeah, that's, that's why I'm ringing in. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming on Saturday. I booked it today. Yes, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And how many... So I'm really looking forward to it. How many friends are you bringing? 10, 15, 20? So you're going to, you know, I'm, I, I will try to bring more people. So I'm only bringing one, but I'll try to get more before Saturday. No, I'm, te I'm teasing. We, we, people, we get a lot of people <laughs> that come on their own, and everybody is welcome. Well, thank you, Edwin. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to put on the show of shows just for you. Isn't that right, Catherine? Definitely. Would you? I tell you what, Edwin, at the start of the shows, Kath and I like to sing a little duet sometimes. Yeah. Any ideas what song we should oh. duet with, open the show with, on Saturday in Belfast? Tickets still available at ianlee.com slash event. What song mm. should we open with? Hmm. What about Sonny and Cher? I Got You Babe? We've done that before, haven't we, Kat? No, I Got You Babe. We've done Dead Ringer for Love. That's Cher and Meatloaf. Yeah, so that's not Sonny and Cher. Have we not done I Got You Babe? No. 
All right, maybe oh, maybe oh, we'll do that. Maybe have a little think, Irish, Evan. What about an Irish theme? Although I don't, I can't think of one. Oh, I tell you what, we did last time we came. We didn't sing it, but we picked up on that story of that bitter old twink. Twink. That would <laughs> twink. Now, is she Northern Irish or Southern Irish? From Dublin. Oh, I don't even know her. Is she? Who is she? She's, she's kind of like Enya. Uh, no, not Enya. She's kind of like uh, sort of a Dana, Dana. But she went a bit oh. rogue. She she had a big TV series in the eighties where she blacked up once, and then she went a bit. She's on very bitter, didn't she? Her husband left her for a younger woman, and she didn't take it well. I think. Right. Okay. Yes. Yes. We'll ha we'll have a thing. So, is this going to be live on on Saturday or not? What do you mean? Is it going to be live? We're, no, we're, we're, we're doing a video. We've we've sent the, we've recorded oh, a right, film okay. and we're sending. No, it's going to be live. It's not going to be on the radio, but we will be streaming it on Twitch, okay. and it will be a recording of our podcast, The Rabbit Hole. Okay. Which, okay. if you haven't heard, Brilliant. get um, go to Google the Rabbit Hole. Ian Lee, Kath Boyle, uh, it's our podcast. Okay. It's like this, but um, a bit swearier, and people can phone in. And the audience are allowed okay. to take part if they want or not if they don't want. And it's a good old laugh. Okay. Do you like people to dress up? Yeah, of course. Everyone. It's, oh, it's do regret. Everybody. We encourage everyone to dress <laughs> up. What were you thinking? Oh, I did nothing. No, not not. No, here we go. <laughs> we got a party. Dress down, is it? We got it. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We really wanted. Do I? No. Um, no. I'm not, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to keep quiet because I'm trying to arrange something for another show. Um, yeah, dress dress up, please, Edwin, if you could. It, we 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 prefer people to dress up as superheroes or their favourite movie characters. Okay. Or famous murderers. What? Oh. There'll be a prize for the best. Famous murderers. There'll be a prize for the best murderer. But how would costume. you even guess that? I mean, how do you know what a murderer wears? Well, I would, I, I would recognise, um, Fred West. I would recognise, <laughs> Harold Shipman's got a very distinctive look. Oh. Do you reckon? He's got a beard, doesn't he? Beard and, beard and very round glasses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or Jason from Friday the 13th. That's a Halloween, good one. whatever it's called. Uh, he was from Friday the 13th. You're thinking of Michael Myers Michael from Halloween. Michael Myers, yes. Mar Marco Myers. Michael. Marco Myers. Mark o Myers, the Italian <laughs> Halloween. Or the Irish Halloween. It's all, they're all open for office. And, uh, Edwin, just stick around afterwards, because once we've tied it up, we, we stick around and shake hands and say hello to everyone. Okay. And people want pictures and stuff. So come and introduce yourself as Edwin that, um, called us up on Thursday night. Okay, I will. I'll have a think about the RSQ app as well. Nice one, man. Thanks a lot. Look forward to meeting okay, you on Saturday. Bye, Ian. Cheers. See bye, you bye. Saturday. bye, bye. Bye, bye. Bye, Evan. What a nice guy. This is the thing. But, but by the way, if you, you, you're coming to any of our shows, very welcome. Lots of people come on their own. I was teasing when I said how many you're bringing. Lots of people come on their own. Lots of people come with their partners who hate us. That's fine. That is absolutely fine. Listen, it's a way of <laughs> establishing a um, moment where you do something for. Yeah. them and, and then, then they do something boys own concert. exactly um <laughs> or maybe they give you they, they gift you in the bedroom who knows maybe they um unleash your inner goddess yeah, exactly so um everybody is welcome we have such fun at these shows and uh i'm just starting to book a couple more in for later in the year we're going to book a couple of shows in london before christmas probably a christmas special party as well uh, i've got a date for brighton that i just need to double check tomorrow going to do a rabbit hole movie club in September, hopefully. We're going to show my cousin Vinny. So we've got a few, th the, the machine is kind of being reactivated. We'll look at Glasgow later in the year as well. And, and anyway, 03444991000. Let's have a break, then we'll speak to Nigel. The late night lip service for lovers, loners and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your action from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. 
fun show tonight. Oh, I've got... I'm going to check something in a second that someone mentioned to me on Twitter, and I don't quite know what it is, and we're going to Google it live on air and find out if it's something horrendous or not. But before that, let's go to Nigel. Good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening, Ian good and e- Catherine. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good, ev- good evening and welcome like to Dracula. the... Welcome good to evening. The Dracula. Have you seen Remember on the advert... Dracula said that, didn't The it? advert um, for Legoland. Legoland mm. now has a Dracula character, except obviously they can't yeah. use Dracula. They can't use Count Dracula. Oh, they what, can't. What do they call him, Kath? Lord Vampire. Lord Vampire! <laughs> 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 They've got a new ride that obviously didn't get the Dracula um, contract, so it's Lord Did Vampire. Do you remember that film, the, the later, the, the, the comedy vampire one with that, uh, uh, Leslie, Leslie Nelson? Oh, I, do you know, I never <laughs> saw that one. Dead Again yeah, you know something. the one I mean, the man no, with the white hair, Leslie, oh, yeah. Leslie Nelson. Dead Again was a, Dead, was Dead Again was a, what was the He's film? He was in Aeroplane, wasn't he? He was well. in Aeroplane. What was the film with the black vampire? It was like, oh, I don't know. it was what, from the 70s. It, yeah. Someone will tell me on Twitter. It was, anyway. That's a long time ago. Long, this was the recent. This was in the 80s, the Leslie Nelson. What, you're saying the 80s were recent? <laughs> My God, they were forever ago, man. Mm. He was funny, wasn't he, man? Funny man, Leslie Nelson. He was very funny, Leslie Nelson. Dead now, isn't it? Uh, did he die? Yeah, yeah, they, they oh, all, they all do. A, yeah, sorry. I, 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 I took your advice and contact, contacted someone to get in contact with the advocate to, well to see if they can do my um, phone bill for Excellent. me. Excellent. Congratulations. So That's I, a really I, good idea. It only takes one phone call, doesn't it? It's all it takes. Well done. That will that'll uh, help. So I'm waiting for him to ring me back tomorrow morning and um, then I can discuss what, what we can do about Brilliant. it. Brilliant. Brilliant. So I had a cricket in the kitchen <laughs> on the floor and I thought it was a spider and nearly killed it. And it flew up and hit me on the shoulders. I had to get it out the back door. It but hit you on I've the never... shoulder? How much weight have you <laughs> lost, man? Dear God, he's getting beaten up by, by crickets. They're ever so big, aren't they? They are. They can be huge. You mind, yeah, yeah, but you put one in your mouth, didn't you, on television? Oh, I didn't. No, 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 I didn't. Um, no, uh, didn't Fizz did, did from Coronation Street. I didn't put a cricket in my mouth. Oh, no, I have I've seen them do that. They do right? do that, yeah. Some, some yeah. are huge. Some can be as big as a thumb. Well, this one was about an inch big. Yeah. Yeah, an inch size. It was pretty big. Yeah. Oh, is it, was it called, someone's telling me it's called Blackula. Yeah, there is one guy there. Blackula. I was about to tell you that, Okay, yeah. Blackula. Uh, they've got big this hind legs on them, haven't they, as well? What, black, black legs. vampires? I, no, I don't, it's the, no, no, they, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, go on. The story of an African prince turned into a vampire by Count Dracula isn't mm. only a seminal film in the history of African-American horror, it's also an important part of the 1970s black exploitation era as a whole, being one of the first and best entries in the movement. The 1973 <laughs> sequel, Scream, Blackula Scream, is yeah. inferior, but still technically good enough to be on the list. Well, I know what we're watching um, on yeah, Saturday night. I remember the Vampire Lovers. The Vampire Lovers. Oh, that was, um, that's um, uh, a film by uh, Roman Polanski. Lots of girls in that one. Roman Polanski, yeah, yeah, well he would do. Yeah. That, was a, that was quite a, sorcery, uh, a, a, a sexy one, that was, The Vampire Lovers. You know, kissing, girls kissing each other's necks and things, a bit sort of lesbo-ish. Oh, okay. Bit lesbo uh, issues. Uh, you uh, can't uh, say. Uh, come on, you can't say lesbo. You don't say lesbo. It's <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the name of the film. <laughs> it's not. Uh, the film is not called Lesbo Vampires. No, but you know what I mean. It's not a great <laughs> word. It's a great. Apologies if no, anyone was offended. Word, apologies no. if anyone was offended by that word. It's not a great word. I didn't word. mean to offend anyone. No, I know, but some people can still be offended whether mm. the offence is meant to be delivered or not. All right, Nigel. Anything um, else? Okay, I want you to do your song tonight. Um, do it. Quick, just go. Just go straight uh, into it and let's do it. Let's have yeah, it. Yeah, Nigel's time. I haven't done that for ages. Beautiful. Here we go. And my brother, if he's listening. Hello, Michael, is my brother. Okay. So, right, I, I'll, start, I'll, I'll go straight into it then, shall I? Do it. Yes, yeah. Tuning in, calling up, 
talking to the nation, sing a song, melody, for your admiration, late night phone-ins, I'm keeping you away. It's our time, it's our time to shine, our full night is entertainment time. It's our time, it's our time to sing another line. Oh, it's not your time, clouds are gone, sun is up, up on your horizon. Safe at home, back on the phone to my radio station. Late night phone is, I'm keeping you awake. It's time to shine. Yes, Nigel, thank you very much indeed. Excellent stuff. Let's go to, um, oh no, I'll tell you where we're going to go. We are going to go to Tom. Good evening, Tom. Hello, Ian. Hello, Tom. How are you? Who am I? How are you? It's none of your, it's none of your business. It's none of my beeswax. What can we do for you tonight, Tom? Apart from have a whip round to buy you a new phone. Absolutely. I need a new phone, actually. You sound sound wasted, man. I'm not wasted. We're all wasted to a certain extent, but you sound it, but okay. I'm I'm absolutely not. That's just my uh, general demeanour. Okay. Well, buck up your ideas, young man. Pull your socks up, go out there and get a job. Make Britain great again. Exactly. Well, last time I spoke to you, I was very much a uh, third year at the University of Birmingham, but now I am technically unemployed. Yes, mate, welcome to the real world. It's all downhill from here. It's really quite grim, isn't it? Well, it's, it's bleak. It's life. What it's are you going to really do? What, what, do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, that's a big question. Um, probably some sort of writer. But oh, hang on a minute. So you, on, you only left, what, like last month or the, this month or something? Well, I well I called you when I was completing my dissertation, which was like two months ago. Okay, so you so you still you still f- oh in that case enjoy yourself, sign on, I'm tr- spend your dull money on, on dope and and um, pizzas, have a great time. That's what I did. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. This is the problem though. Is like sooner or later that dull money's going to run out. Nah, mate. Nah, mate. I'm going to ponce off it for years. It's just meeting after meeting, isn't it? No, not not in the 90s. It wasn't. You just went in there and you signed on and maybe once every three months you'd have to go, well, I've, I've, I've called these people. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Mr. It's, it's, it's true, it's, but, but it's like every, like, couple of weeks now. Well, this, is, this, is, this is Boris Johnson's post-Brexit Britain that we're living that in. I'm sorry about that, dude. Very, very much so. Very much so. I, uh... Mm. What was I ringing up about? Mm. I was ringing I, I... You sure you're not wasted? No, absolutely not. I'm just, like, uh, quite dozy, generally. Oh, mate. Well, we need like, to, brother. It's a hot day. It slows everybody down. You should see the state really, of my cats today. They're, they're, they're in no really, fit state to do anything. It's really hot. That, that's how I it's am. too hot. But I'm, like, at a festival tomorrow. Oh, yeah? So I was just wondering, what should I wear? <laughs> Shorts and a t-shirt, that's an idea. I don't know, Kath, shorts and a t-shirt is my opening gambit. What have you got, Kath? Make sure you're wearing clean pants to start with. They won't be clean by the end. There you go. The, that... the clean pants are fine, but what should I wear on a t-shirt? Should I wear a slogan? Uh, well, what t-shirt? I tell you what, why don't you... T- 
why gosh, it is dozy. Why don't you tell us what t-shirts you have and we'll tell you, this is, this is the problem with, with the youth of today. Yeah. This is why we need Polish people and Romanians to pick our fruit. Because these, it's the British true. kids can't even put their t-shirts on. What t-shirts do Fine. you have? I've got one, I'm wearing one. Don't right tell now. us the one you're wearing because that'll be dirty and you won't want to wear that tomorrow. It's what, what, fine. Cl what clean? No, it's not fine. Stick on it by the end of the night. What clean T-shirts? You can't wear the same T-shirt you wore on the hottest day of the year to a festival. I'm, look I'm looking good. <laughs> I'm looking good. <laughs> In that case, buddy, stick with it. If, it, if it's working, I mean, you will be sticking with it. No, because I no, because I. I don't want to wear, the, as you say, I don't want to wear the same t-shirt. No. I don't want to repeat myself. That would be uh, an idiot game. Yeah. Yeah, you're not an animal. You're not an idiot either. You're obviously a very, very bright, young person. He's the master of his own destiny. Absolutely not. Actually, maybe I should wear this one. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would say where... Have you got one that's got your mum's phone number on it? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly have if one found, that's got your please return yeah, to Barbara. Certainly have one that's got your name in it somewhere. That's true. Yeah, I've got one. Well, they've all got my name stitched in. Huh? Have they? Have they? Yeah. Really? Just in case. Yeah. How old are you, man? Um, at nearly twenty-one. But I don't think that should reflect. Hang on, you're twenty, and you've done your dissertation. You no, know, he said nearly twenty-one. Oh, yeah. You're 20 and you've yeah, done your dissertation. What was this Mickey Mouse course you were on? I was doing English. Oh, that's the Mickey Mouse language. Yeah, I know, English. but you two, you two, you, um, you and Kath coached me through it. Oh, God. I, I called you I, on, uh... I look forward oh, to yeah, you opening up your results live I on air it, and... I, no, 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 I've got my results. Well, I got a first. I got a first in the diff. There you go. Beautiful. You're welcome. That you two, that you two, well, thank you very much. But, um, <laughs> but you two, like, I called you on one of the, probably the penultimate night. Right. And I was just like, I'm having a breakdown right now. I remember now. it. I remember it. Absolutely. And I said, I'm doing Martin Amos. I'm doing an all-nighter. Can you give me some energy? And we sent you energy. You nearly get, you, yeah, nearly, yeah, nearly. And Can, uh, where, <laughs> here you go, wear the blue t-shirt with the white pattern on. Absolutely. Nice one, Tom. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Andy. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. What are you, what are you thinking of wearing tomorrow? Uh, well, I'm uh, wearing nothing for now. <laughs> it's not what I asked, dirty boy, but thanks for the image. Well, well I want to talk about, have you seen that um, yesterday? Uh, what, uh, uh, you know that what, film what, what by, I, uh, yeah, which film? But what, what, I didn't watch a film yesterday, no. <laughs> yeah, the film called Yesterday. Okay, well, you ruined that, um, Abbott and Costello routine quite quickly. No, yeah, me and Kath took, took my mum to see it, yeah. Yeah, because I'm a Beatles fan, and you're a Beatles fan, and I wonder what you thought about it. Have you seen it? I have seen it, yeah. Dear listener, we are going to talk about the movie Yesterday and now. assume... Oh, yeah, right. Assume you have seen it, so I maybe you want to. No, it. not you. I'm talking to the other listener. Sorry, sorry. Maybe they want to come back after eleven when we uh, after midnight. Excuse me. Tomorrow. Uh, uh, yeah. Yesterday, tomorrow. I don't know. No, I've got no idea. Right. Uh, I saw. What did you think of it? First of all, caller. Um. What I thought about it was. It, it Why is everyone stunned? Interest, interesting points. Yeah. But uh, what I'd like to know is why it really happened. Sorry? 
You know, it, you know, didn't, it didn't really happen. Was it a was a documentary. It was a, it's a fantasy film. No, it's a fantasy film, yes. Very fancy. But I want what, what you think it's about it. has got Tamwar in it. I liked it, I thought it was good. You want to know why the Beatles disappeared? Yes, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with that there was just some kind of uh, cataclysmic event that, that, that set them on a slightly different timeline. That's yeah. all. And also, that wasn't the weirdest thing that happened. There was no Coca-Cola. The Twin Towers were still up. It, Exa- yeah, exactly. No I think that there was a slip and they went on an alternate timeline. That's yeah. it. Doesn't it, matter, really, does it? It doesn't matter, but I'm glad. I was I was worried that it was going to all just be a dream or there would be something would happen and they'd yeah. go back and the Beatles <laughs> yeah. would exist. So I'm glad about that. Yeah, but uh, you know the fact at the end, he said, oh, no, spoiler spoil alert. Well, we, I think we've kind of spoiled it already, don't worry. Well, of course we have, haven't we? And, um, that, in the end, he said, these aren't my songs, they're someone else's songs, yeah. but they weren't someone else's songs because they weren't around to make them because he was the one to make them, you know what I mean? But he didn't make them. They were no, somewhere, they were the Beatles no, but songs. in that timeline, he did. Well, in that timeline, well... I accept he hadn't because there were some people that remembered them. Yeah. Yeah, but there were only two of them. Well, there's only two that we know of. There may have been more. The others might not have had the means to travel. Also, when he and guys, if you've not switched off now, and you you want to know what what, don't want to know what happened, switch off in five, four, three, two, one. When he meets John Lennon, I think that piques his conscience. By the way, let me cut you off. Sorry. What a beautiful scene. That was beautiful. The guy doing Lennon was wonderful. Because I thought he was going to rock up and meet old McCartney or something. Look like him. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. And I think that... Like please shut up. Look like him. I thought <coughs> that that, um, that really got his conscience going and he thought, right, well, I have to... That was the moment when he thought, I have to give all this stuff away. This isn't mine. This belongs to this guy. Uh, yes, but in, in, in that reality, it didn't really belong to No, him. but in his reality, it did belong to him because he remembered it all. I know, but when he talked to John Lennon, he, he didn't write them songs. Yeah, but he did. That John no, Lennon didn't. didn't. That John Lennon didn't, but but another John Lennon did. And he felt guilty. No, Basically, Andy, Tamwar from EastEnders has got a conscience, <laughs> and you no, haven't. No. You say he's got a conscience. <laughs> the biggest mystery to me was how those two a-holes got together oh, uh, and the, didn't care about anyone else's the, feelings. The, 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 the boy and the girl were awful people. They deserved, they deserved um, to eat dirt. <laughs> i tell you what I thought was good in it. Yeah, go on. I thought Ed Sheeran was good in it. Oh, now nah then, right? You know, uh, when people are, tr- are train themselves in a film, yes. usually rubbish. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, Ed Sheeran, awesome, he was great. He was they good. kept they kept his line. Here's what I noticed: they kept the lines and the shots himself. on him very very short, yeah. so there was no chance. I bet they did it one or two lines at a time. Cut set up for the next shot because it, it was mm. all right he had a little oh, yeah, cameo absolutely. performance in game of thrones and he played himself there as well uh, even though he was supposed <laughs> to be like a psych, slightly medieval-y type knight <laughs> he sang in that do you know who they offered that part to initially andy the part of ed sheeran uh, um uh, uh coldplay coldplay yeah chris martin from coldplay chris martin, yeah. he, he turned it down wow yeah. he turned it down yeah it was a good film quite, andy quite rightly it was a good film. I enjoyed it. I thought Tamar was great. I thought his performance of Help was exemplary. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'd give it 7 out of 10. I, if, that, if, if, I, if I got home one day and turned the telly on and it was on, I'd sit and watch it for 45 minutes. Bit of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of fun. Right. Quite right. 
Yeah. Thank you very much. All right, Andy, thanks for the call, mate. Cheers. Take care, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs> Everyone sounds absolutely wasted tonight. Hopefully our next caller is going to sound sober. Good evening, Andre. Oh, flipping oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that made me want to retch, Andre. <laughs> Sorry for the introduction. Well, here, I've been waiting on the phone quite a while and I've made a quick rap. Twelve minutes. Might sound a bit crap. Wait till ten, you're going to be there, Len. <laughs> wait till 11, it's going to be like heaven. Wait till 1, join in the fun. Well, yeah, I missed the fun. Right. Apparently it was Robert Carlyle. Who? Was it? Oh! Yeah. He's an excellent actor. I didn't know that. Good for him. Yeah. Robert Carlyle. Yeah, I've got me lappy on, yeah? Yes, Andre. But I've got no singing to do tonight, I'm afraid, because I'm a bit weary. Okay. The, the weather's like sort of getting me down a bit. Okay. I mean, I'll come in... Uh, I've stolen it. I can't have a towel around my waist. It's been baking. You've got a towel around your waist and nothing else. Yeah. And something about bacon. Thanks very much for your call, Andre. That is the most disgusting image I've ever had forced into my, um, brain. Another hour to go. This show's been all over the place, but I'm loving it. This is great for a Thursday night on a balmy, 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 not barmy, balmy. Thursday night, bal, it's balmy. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Switchboard's empty for the first time tonight, so now's a great time to call. Sam will call you back. Talk about anything you want. The late night alternative, weeknights from ten with Kath and Ian on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
honestly, you can't go wrong with Handsome. People mocked me, but uh, they're one of the, the one of the greatest bands of all time. I will be proven right on this. That first album, Middle of Nowhere, is just a joy. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Switchboard is empty. The first time this evening. First day of filming with the eleven o'clock shows. After the first day of filming, I went to a handsome concert at Wembley Arena with my girlfriend Tessa. I was dressed in the big oversized suit that I used to wear for it, and I had the time of my life. And since then, I think I've seen them a couple more times. I've had them perform for me, and uh, they are the, the just the most joyous, wonderful, talented brothers. There's a fourth handsome brother. He's not quite so good looking. <laughs> I know, there's a, there's a fourth one. Oh, three. <laughs> it reminds me of my friend Tracy when we lived together, sitting yeah. on my bed when um, we were students yeah. and reading out the entire lyric to Mbop. Mbop. Let me In tell. the most deadpan way. Yeah, of course. Of course. Oh, you've heard, um, I'll tell you what I heard for the first time in ages the other day. I won't play it all. I may, I may not be able to play any of it because my internet seems to have gone a little bit... Uh, um, a little bit, uh, dicky doo dahs. Uh, oh no, I can, I can play this. This is, this is, uh, this, this, I had this, uh, anyway, listen to this. This is, this is, uh, well, I need to call my That's an advert! Outrageous. You'll have heard this before. This is, this is great. And I'd not, I'd forgotten about this one. You'll know it when he starts. <laughs> I have made several experiments and I have come to this conclusion. So? You think uh, that you have lost your love? Well, I saw her yesterday. It is you that she is thinking of and she has told me what to say. She says she loves you. Yeah! Yeah? Yeah! She loves you. Yeah. 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 She loves you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she said, you hurt her so. Good. Good. She almost lost her mind. <laughs> 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 and now she says, she knows that you're not the hurting kind. I she says she loves you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she loves you. Yeah, 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 she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's up to you. I think that it's only fair. Pride can hurt you too. Apologize to her. Because she loves you. Uh, now, we, you may not have heard all of that, because it turns out there's a problem when we play stereo tracks off of YouTube that you only hear one one side of it. When we play, that's Peter Sellers. I'd love to know which side you heard. When we played um, the Goodness Gracious Me, you only heard Sophia Loren. Apparently, some of you. Peter Sellers, you know who produced that? George Martin. George Martin. Because you've heard cause the, the famous one. I'd forgotten about that. The famous Peter Sellers doing the Beatles is uh, is this. Oh, no, not you. There's um, someone talking about... Um, I don't know what... This is the, the famous one. Um, 
It has been a hard day's night. And I have been working like a dog. It's been a hard day's night. I should be sleeping like a log. But when I get home to you, I find the things that you do will make me feel all right. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? It's great. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Call's going a little bit quiet after midnight. It's hot. It's hot. I've just not been sleeping. I can't sleep. I've got to get up early tomorrow because I've got to go to the hospital to talk about my bum hole. Um, it's true. It's true. Um, they're not doing the colonoscopy tomorrow and I'm really hoping that I can talk them out of it, but I've had such bad stomachache the last couple of days that I probably can't. Um, but I know I'm not going to get to sleep till gone four. I like to be asleep before four o'clock because three, half past three is still is still the night time. Five past four is that's you're in that's the next day. It starts getting light. You might as well get up. Yeah. That is the next day. And I slept terribly last night because one of my cats didn't come home, and so I'm worried about the cat. And when I did sleep, I'm dreaming. I'm gonna, and then I woke up at nine. I was thinking I don't want to get up because she won't be back, and I'll have to go and look for her. And I called out from bed, Lucky, Lucky. Nothing. Five minutes later, she kind of strolls in and went, yeah, what do you want? And flops on the floor because she'd been out all night drinking <laughs> with her cat friends. <laughs> oh, 0344-499-1000. What have you got, Katarina Bolski? Runners who took part in a cancer charity race have been told their times were wrong because their route was tampered with. <laughs> this is what we started talking about, I think, two hours ago. We did. Okay, right, okay. Cancer Research UK, which organised the Race for Life 5K in Leicester, said the route was shorter than it should have been by up to 2K. <laughs> <laughs> now, if this is a if this is a race for life, I mean, you don't really run it anyway. You sort of mooch around. You don't have to run it. You can if you want, but you don't have to. This is the one for cancer charities. Yeah, you take your it, time. And it used to just be women, but now uh, men yep. run it too. Good. The problem occurred because a section of the tape used to outline the course went missing, altering the route. It means that many of the three thousand participants who flocked to Victoria Park to raise money for charity on July the seventh only ran three k. Um, Amy Hall, cancer. Cancer Research's uh, Le- Leicester event manager suggested vandals were to blame for the blunder and she said the course was altered without knowledge or permission. Listen, there is a special place in hell if you believe in hell for people who mess about <laughs> with a Cancer Research UK run. <laughs> That's a really low thing. To- I, it must have been someone taking part who just couldn't be asked to do it. <laughs> It's a really uplifting, I've done it and I don't run and um, it's a really uplifting event so to mess with yeah, that is yeah. really low. Oh yeah. After the 5k event had started we discovered a section of marker tape had gone missing. We launched an immediate investigation after the 5k event and would like to apologise to all of those who for reasons beyond our control missed out on a small section of the 5k course. <laughs> Listen, if anyone doesn't sponsor them, give them their sponsor money because they only ran 3k, they again you can go to the same place as the person that nicked Boy, the, they, the tape. They didn't. Oh, yeah, but it wasn't through cheating. Mrs. Miss Hall said there were no issues with the 10K event, and it's unknown exactly how much of the course was missing, but some runners reported their fitness trackers clocked that they miss as much as 2K of the 5K course. Okay. Miss Hall said, we hope it didn't detract from the incredible atmosphere that came from more than 3,000 people coming together for one cause. I'm sorry, guys, but cancer has to stay here for another two years. <laughs> We'd like to thank everyone who took part and raised funds on the day. Last year, Cancer Research UK spent over a million pounds on research in Leicester alone, so every penny donated really does make a difference. And we did that run. Um, just after my mother-in-law died of yeah. cancer, and um, my sister's done it. Think, it yeah. Do you know what was brilliant? Yeah. We got towards the end. In fact, it wasn't me that did it. I'd, I'd done it before that, but my um, 
my uh, mother-in-law's sister and daughter did it, my sister-in-law, they did it, but towards the end, me and the girls went and joined them yeah, and we did yeah. the last bit of it with, with them. Oh, it so gl just... you are glory hunting? No, we... You, you wanted the applause at the end? No, no, we <laughs> didn't teasing, want the I'm applause. Teasing, teasing. The girls wanted to run, so we all oh, ran together and it, you know, it was a really emotional... Yeah, I bet. Thing. Oh, because everyone's got like names written on. I'm doing this the, for mum. Yeah, I'm doing this yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, It's a good old thing. And you know, it, you, some people are doing it because they survived it. And again, it's it's yeah. about you know when you're touched by oh, cancer in the family, it's something you feel like you want to do something. It's a celebration. My sister did it. I think that was the one she did. And it was a celebration. It was a party. It was a yeah. huge party in yeah. the in the park. Yeah. Um, Magic. It was wonderful. It's a really really lovely event. Aunt. But they, they cheated. Nick the tape. You should be ashamed. <laughs> They just want to find that cure quicker. That's all it is. We just want to find that cure quicker. Cutting corners is fine when it comes to cancer. Um, I, so I just Googled to see if Hanson have got a new record out, and they have. Uh-huh. And it's called String Theory. It's not about science. It's string versions of some of their greatest hits. Oh. Shall we listen to Mbop with an orchestra? Mm. Okay. Oh, I love Hanson so much. This is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, 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 yeah. Yes, I'm in this life. Only wanted you last. You could do all the pain and strike. You turn your back and gone so fast. Oh, yeah. I can now say this quite freely. I would do all of Hanson. Oh, so long as I don't want to really care. And when you get off the list in your head, can you tell me who is still caring? Can you tell me who is still caring? It's got bongos. This is amazing. Oh, 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 oh,
amazing, right? I've got goosebumps. That was amazing. Yeah. That came out last year. November last year. I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I want to order it, but it's like 30 quid on Amazon. Let me see if you can find it a bit cheaper. That was... That was Hanson. <laughs> I love it. I love them. They're such a good band. Uh, 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. Uh, everyone's digging the Hanson track. Lance says, when did they become so good at harmonies? They always have. That's the joy. I saw Hanson <coughs> when I was in Pakistan for three months, and we had um, MTV, like weird MTV Asia that was weird. I remember watching Kiss Unplugged on there. It was really strange. And, and, and also we got to see Top of the Pops a couple, uh, maybe a month behind the UK. And um, I missed out on everything. And I was being out of... Uh, the range of all my cool friends who could say, well, you don't like that because that's not cool. I got really into, I saw the Hanson video a lot and thought they were incredible. Uh, I also saw Olive on top of the pops and there was another, oh, Republica. The three albums when I came back were Republica, Hanson and Olive. I had Republica. And they just remind me of that, of that summer. I came back March, April, May, June, came back June 20, two years ago probably and those three albums were my summer i thought they were the greatest thing and um i didn't realize that handsome were a joke i didn't realize that they were perceived as a joke i just saw that song and i thought they were re if you watch the video for the song i thought that the singer was a 15 year old girl i remember thinking gosh well, in, in five ten years time she's going to be hot uh, i was 24 at the time and you know, i was thinking in five ten years time she's gonna be hot but i thought they were like a really cool indie band i thought it was like some weird little indie band like um, sneaker pimps or something like that and then i come back and find out they're a silly pop band but too, by that point too late i was gone it's not mu what music should be you should, it shouldn't be how it's perceived if you like it go out and buy it go and buy it yeah this is and this is what i think music is now i have, I have found my ipod and i had it on shuffle on the way in and um i can i can tell you exactly what um what 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 came up it was just the weirdest collection of um of stuff it starts off with uh xtc then it goes into glenn campbell then it's the beatles uh then it's harry nilson glenn campbell the association lou reed paul revere and the raiders the partridge family helen love um monk and canatella the beach boys the young at heart chorus singing fix you a load of old people singing fix you kiss Beach Boys, Terry Hall, Flight of the Concords, uh, Yusuf Islam, The Stranglers. And I'm just thinking, everyone, I'm thinking, this is great. This is great. Take it all out of context. Just throw it in a pot and stir it up, man, and see what you got. Um, I wish you get, I asked Saffron from Republica to come on the show, because I did a sh couple of shows with her at um, Absolute, and I thought she was just, um, we, we got on so well. She's so funny. Let me message her again. Catherine, what have you got? I'm going to message Saffron from Republica, if that's okay. Oh, my God. She was who I wanted to be when I grew up. Oh, she's so funny and so down to earth. Let me message her and, um, okay. go on. Uh, what about, uh, this? Yes. Sleep is an important part of life. Without a solid couple of hours tucked up in bed, we'd all be like the walking dead. Tell me about it. This is from the Mirror Online. She follows me. So when someone or something is disrupting your shot eye, you'd want to put things right as soon as possible. One man recently found himself struggling to breathe during his sleep and became determined to get to the bottom of his problem. Uh -oh. In order to do so, he decided <coughs> to set up a camera near his bed to find out what was happening during the night. But what he saw 
was unexpected. Looking back, back at the footage, the man found there was a very simple explanation for his poor sleep. Uh-oh. Ghosts. He caught a ghost. It turned out that his cat had been coming into his room and sitting on his face while he was out like a lion. No! <laughs> Now, please, be please, guys, don't even tweet jokes about having a pussy on your face. Don't. We are all better than we're all better than that. Photos of the unnamed man's findings were shared on Twitter via the account at St Louis underscore HTX. His post quickly went viral with over 1.4 million likes and over 360,000 retweets. <laughs> it's so true. The cat is sitting right. Oh, it's, the cat loves him. It's not sitting, it's not bum on face. What he's doing is the cat is sleeping on his chest and putting his face over his oh, face. Oh, that's lovely. It's adorable. Thousands of people also commented on the post sharing their thoughts. Many were concerned that the pet was trying to suffocate its owner. One person said, your cat is trying to murder you. <laughs> Another wrote, you have sleep catnia. <laughs> <laughs> very clever, very clever. A third added, that cat seems sweet, but believe me, he is trying to kill you slowly. Others began sharing the weird things their animals had done to them while they were asleep. Someone else posted, I've woken up with my cat nose to nose, just staring me dead in the eyes in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and different user replied, my cat used to sleep on my face too. I'd wake up gasping for air because his fat ass was literally smothering me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to retweet it because it is adorable. Right. Oh, wow. Uh, my cats don't sleep in my room anymore. I've discovered they sleep in the loft room because I went up the, uh, the other day because I had friends around and I was showing them the house and the white duvet was just covered in thick black hair. So they just, that's where they just go and sleep. This is my bed now. Is that right? It's disgusting. <laughs> disgusting behaviour. Oh, three, I'm, I'm sending an email to, to Saffron's people. Uh, we'll get her on the show. If she's up for it. I like Saffron a lot. She's so funny. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Let's go to Greg. Good evening, Greg. Hello, Ian. Or Uncle Ian and Auntie Cat. Well, that's, um, okay. We're in for that role play, <laughs> are we? <laughs> what I, you got for us, mate? I was going to ask you, how, how was your velvet getting on with this? terrible weather. She's just, she's just, um, sleeping under the bed where it's probably the coolest place in the house. She's got plenty of water. I, um, I did get home the other night and think that Velvet was dead. I have that quite a lot because she, she's completely deaf. So sometimes I will go into the room and she just won't hear me and she just lies on the floor and she's skin and bone and she was just lying there and she had her eyes half open and I was looking and I couldn't see any breathing, I thought, uh, and, and, and do you know what? I'll be sad when she dies, but actually I thought, ah, well, there we go, my friend. What, what a, what a, what a journey we've shared. What a life we've shared. When I first got married, I rolled over in the middle of the night to a similar sight of my yeah. husband with his eyes slightly open. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he'd gone, the giveaway was he wasn't snoring. Yeah. So I kicked him really hard. And he went, what, what, what? I said, oh, I thought you were dead. Okay, well, <laughs> well, this very is, much for I had that. a similar thing with Velvet. I, I, I prodded her. She look, looked up at me and said, what are you doing? <laughs> I went, I'm so sorry. So, so I can't. She's, ne she's, she's immortal. She's going to outlive the kittens and she's going to outlive me, I'm afraid. Uh, she's, well, she's had a good inning. She's, she's 20. 20 years in March, April, May, June, July. Uh, four months. Incredible. Incredible. Kicking nearly a hundred in, in Are you, are you calling, are you calling from heaven or something? Oh, are you, are no, you no, dead? They're no, waiting no. for velvet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I nearly died in this heat today, but no, it's, it's a bit echoing. Yeah, it is, is a bit muffled. Is it you echoing or is it us echoing? I can hear you, um, 
Hang on a minute. Let me switch you. Let me see. Sometimes I switch you to the other. The phones. The phones have been good for a week. Let's switch him to the other side. You, how, how about now? Hello. There we go. Fixed Hello, it. Hello. So what, what can we do for you tonight, Greg? Hello, you Grim I Reaper. Concert. Yes. Your old uh, haunting place, Dunstable last week. Yes. Guess who was playing a free concert in the park there? And Dunstable. Yeah. The Beach Boys. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite, but. Dave Part um, 5. No, no, not quite, but still legend. Um, <laughs> Eddie Grant, The Equals. Mm, well, no, no, but if I would say, sure, Waddy Waddy. Um... Some shit band from the 70s. <laughs> no. So sure, Waddy Waddy, was it? Yes, Roddy Woody did a, a free concert in, in the park in Dunstable last week. Under the moon of love, I want to tell ya that I love ya and I want you to be my girl. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Under the moon of love. Of course, now managed by their former lead singer and they've got another lead singer. Oh, have they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the same guy singing. He, he now manages them. Oh. oh. I didn't go to see it. I was... Huh? I, I didn't know until my brother told me he lives in Dunstable. What are you, what are you doing? A free concert in Dunstable? It's hardly the Rolling Stones in Hyde Park no, in 1969, I, 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 but... They're still going after 40-odd years. Even though no one wants them. <laughs> a free concert as well for the people of Dunstable. Dunstable. Whereabouts in Dunstable? Uh, it's a park. Is it behind the back of Asda's or... Oh, near where we used to work. That green yeah. outside, or yeah, it was probably been. it was probably for the BBC then. They were probably doing something. The scumbags that sacked me were probably putting it on to try and. Um, four years later, people are still furious at what they're, the way they treated me, and they're going, "What? Well, how we, we we've got to soothe them?" People are turning up with pitchforks and flaming torches. I know, shawaddy waddy. <laughs> well, you're in a better place. You and Kath are in a better place now. Thank you very much indeed. Is he again, saying we're dead? Like we again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Greg. <laughs> Thanks for the Shawadi Wadi update. I'll make you the Shawadi Wadi correspondent. How's about that? Uh, 03444991000. Last 30 minutes. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take calls straight to air for the end, for the end of the show. Let's do Because people are hot. They're bothered. They, I know you're not sleeping. I know you're not sleeping. Well, you won't be because you're listening to this rubbish. But it, you just can't, you cannot sleep in this heat. So give us a call straight to air. You can withhold your number. You can do whatever you want. You can do silly noises. Don't swear. Don't libel us. That's it. Play a song down the road. Whatever you fancy. Let, let off that steam. This is the Late Night Alternative. And yes, you just heard Catherine yawning. <laughs> Experience the unconventional. Even boss. The unpredictable. What's happening? And the completely unorthodox. Exactly. With rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Oh, 0344. Four, four, no, no, thousand is the... Uh, Telephone. Ah, so someone mentioned to me a thing called blindfold racing. Someone on Twitter said um, the uh, their daughter had got them. It, so I'm so sorry. I'm just. This is so rude of me. I'm I'm looking at Hanson CDs that their daughter had got them into blindfold racing. Now I'm assuming this is just racing that you do. I'm going to say it, Catherine. Blindfolded. But I don't know for sure. So I'm going to have a little Google. Blind fold racing. It sounds like something I'd like to put you up for. Right. Yeah. It sounds like something I would not get involved in. Here we go. This is some blindfold racing. Me and my sister used to play blindfold. Blind man's buff. And I used to blindfold and go out. 
Oh, 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 yes, mate. Come and look at this. This is great. This is great. Watch, watch, watch. So there's, it's like they're doing a hundred meters dash, mm -hmm. sprint, and they're all blindfolded, but they're all going for it. Here we go. He's run into a post. That fella's dead. That fella's actually dead. Blindfold racing. Somewhere in the world, a group of people get together, got together and decided to blindfold 100 metre dash and it would be an awesome activity to add to their event. Um, here's a blindfold race. Sorry, this is not... Oh, they look like boring people. Um, so it's a thing where you go... You, you, you literally wear a blindfold. And leg it. Blindfold racing is my new thing. Um, well, let's see, well, I want to read this. Why can't I read this? <laughs> um, so in the world, a group of people got together and decided a blindfolded 100 meter dash would be an awesome activity to add their event, add to their event. So what ended up happening? Well, it went exactly the way you think it would. All the racers lined up on the field, blindfolded and ready to race. The race started and all the blind runners ran full steam in different directions. Some made it out okay, while others went full steam into the bleachers. Needless to say, an ambulance had to be called. That's That story is... Uh, that's the end of that story. That's written by a guy called Reese. Oh. He, he's, he's written that story <laughs> and published it on an actual website on the internet. Well, you can these days. Well, you can, can't you? Blindfold racing. Here's an interesting story. Um, it's kind of... It's 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 serious actually, but it's it's also kind of funny. My my um, computer might die in a minute, so I'm going to ask you if you could plug it in. Plug it in. Plug it in. Oh, actually, there's two there's two stories here. Let's do the the slightly heavy one first, but it it it, it, it kind of it, it kind of ends well. Um, oh, where is it? Where the hell is it? Oh, I'm done that. Done that. Uh, here we go. Uh, this, this is, this is, I mean, this is awful, but it's, uh, it just shows you don't, you shouldn't be an idiot. A mother of two went out, who went out for her regular morning jog, ended up turning the tables on a man who flashed her. Oh, blimey. Yeah, yeah, and there's video of it. The personal trainer who identified herself as Aya stopped in her tracks and chased the pervert after he exposed himself on Memorial Drive in Cambridge, Massachusetts last Thursday morning. Aya, who is six foot one and an Israeli military veteran. Boom. Exactly. He's it, basically Wonder Woman. He's yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. Then pinned him to the floor and tried to get a witness to call 911, but no one would help her. I'm not the victim to go after, she told the news. Surveillance video from a nearby camera released by the Massachusetts State Police. Um, I'll show, come around, I'll show you. Uh, shows Aya turning around to confront the unidentified suspect after he flashed it. Now, I've seen the video where is the, how do we watch this video? It is, um, uh, where is it? Is this could be it? This could be it. It is. Right now, police are looking for a man. Here we go. Look, look, look. Absolutely cacking himself. In this video, who tried to chase down that suspect.
It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, I mean, it's, obviously, it's a scummy, awful, it's a sexual assault. It's a terrible thing to do. Um, and but, uh, but also, they don't <coughs> expect you to react. No, good. I mean, so good it's about for her. Power. No one should have to, but good for her. Yeah. Surveillance video from a nearby camera released by Massachusetts State Police showed Aya turning around to confront the unidentified suspect after he flashed her. She then tr- tries to grab him, but he runs away. The footage does not show the moment the man flashed Aya, but police say the mother of two reacted instantly after the jogger had also tried to touch her arm. Um, as she held him down, Aya asked passersby to call 911, but they ignored her. That is incredible. With all due respect, people, this is her, what she said to them. With all due respect, people, what does it look like? Romantic conversation? I'm holding him down, yelling, call the police. When I was holding him down, he was terrified. He was really, really scared. Good. But when she called 911 herself, the suspect got away. Police said they don't recommend anyone doing what Aya did, but they commended her for standing up for herself. Um, Aya said the suspect... Um, the female jogger says she doesn't regret taking down the lecherous runner. Hell no, she told NBC Boston. I was not ready to see his little dick. If I'm not going to chase him, he's going to scare some girl and get her all the way down and then what? No, she said. I mean, it's an incredible story. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to do too much of that. Hey, great. Good for her because no woman, no person should ever be put in that situation. But it is, I mean, it's a brilliant bit of footage. She runs past and obviously then it registers what happened and she's like, yeah. nah, I'm not having that. Also, do you think that's back. the first time you've done it? No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and it probably won't stop him. It'll probably stop him for a couple of months. Maybe. Maybe. It won't, it won't stop him. It won't stop him permanently. Mm-hmm. It, the fear—he'll be terrified now. He's going to get arrested and go to, the, the, you know, get 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 named and shamed. But what if he doesn't get picked up yeah. in the next two months and they stop showing that clip on TV? He'll be like, got away with it. Well, he's obviously got a problem. No one does that no. just for. Uh, no one who isn't unwell in some way does that just for thrills. And here's another thing. This is not. This is, I suppose it is slightly connected, but it, it, it's not. Here's something I don't want to see. Men. Keep your tops on. It's the hottest day of the year. Keep your tops on. I didn't feel a, I didn't feel like the need to take my top. If you're at the beach, beautiful. You take your top off. If you're in town, keep your top on. I saw loads of it in Windsor today, and people have been doing it on the trains. Yeah. Male train passengers have been going shirtless in an effort to cope with the searing temperatures as Britain was gripped by a heat wave. Commuters, by the way, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Call straight to air. As soon as I see you, I'll put you through. Commuters have been stripping to the waist on the London underground and train networks around the country as they face arduous journeys home in baking weather. The heat was all too much for some men who took off their shirts as they rode on public transport. No, 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 no. One shirtless man was seen working on his laptop yeah, I saw this on picture. an air-conditioned train from London King's Cross to Ely in Cambridgeshire while another tried to cool down on the tube with his phone resting on his chest. Oh, it's disgusting. Others were seen walking half-naked through central London on their way to work as the capital suffered... Online stories are written so badly as the capital suffered wilted in the blistering temperatures. Another Londoner tried to beat the scorching rays by creating his own beach in the middle of Blackfriars Bridge by sitting in a deck chair with his pile of sand at his feet while wearing an umbrella hat. Okay. Oh well. He's... Um, and there's the pic. There's the guy on the train. 
Yeah, I've seen it. Sat on his lappy. Topless. On, a, on like a proper train, not in the underground. I don't really like the idea of taking pictures of people without them no, knowing and no. putting it online. The video of the guy eating the, um, the Vionetta was not, should not be seen. Uh, uh, the underground is inappropriate, but it gets really hot there because there's no AC. It gets really hot. Isn't that right, line one? Anything else? Anything else, line one? You're still there. Hello? Don't be shy. I can still hear, I can hear you. You're breathing. I think Buddy Holly's trying to send us a message from beyond the grave. What's that you say? Greengrass is at it again. <laughs> I love the way you pander to the older listeners. <laughs> Much indeed. This is Talk Radio. No rules, nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and nosferatos. <laughs> ah, right, cool. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. It's hot. It's an unusual day, so we'll take calls straight to air for the last fifteen minutes of the show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, line two. I love this song. Who is this? Never My Love, and it's by the... begins with a C. The, it's not the Foundations. Let me, let me check. That begins with an F. I know, but I think that's... I, I can't remember. That one. The Association. Ah, uh, this isn't the Association song that popped up on my iPod, if that's what you're alluding to, but thank you. Uh, never my love. Who else did it? Oh, um, 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 is it written? It's, I know he certainly did a version. It's not written by Jimmy Webb, is it? I know he did a version of it. No, he didn't do a version of it. He, he didn't write it. He did do a version of it. Thank you, Ian. Point made. Hello, line two. That's a great song. Great song. Let's go to line... Uh, let's go back to line one. Good evening, line one. You're on the wireless. Hi there, Ian. Hi there, Catherine. Hello, June. How are you doing? Cooling down yet? Yeah, it's very... We're in air-conditioned studio. We're very cool. Oh, that's nice. It's always a shock um, when we go outside. Re mm. <laughs> Regarding Rachel's 
tweets. She'll keep all the information for an email for oh, you. Oh, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. About the venues and in I've Birmingham. I've got a couple of other couple of other things, um, I might put feelers out to. Ooh, June's so getting her feelers out. Well, that's something to look forward to, <laughs> lads. Well, there's, um, <laughs> there's some places in Moseley oh. that have just done a festival, a music festival and a rock festival. Yes, yeah, fuck And it's using, using the pubs that, um, Wizard and Slade oh. and all that lot used to, well, started off at. Yes, of course. Who were that terrible um, band that did Mosley Shoals? Blue Tones, was it? No, oh. not the Blue Tones. Uh, Mosley no. Shoals. What was their name? He's bald now. He had a long... Oh, I can't remember. They were big... Don't, no one Google it. No one Google it. No one look at Twitter. I know this. Um, they, they had one big album. It wasn't Ocean Colour And then oh. Ocean Colour Scene. And then the singer came out as gay. Uh, did they? I think yeah. so. I think I've got that right. And then everyone sort of lost interest in them. And then he lost it and he went bald. Uh, but that's a good album, that. That was them, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That was them. That was them, June. Mosley Shoals was the name yeah. of the album. Something like that, yeah. yeah. The Blue Tones were... You don't have to look for the answer. Darlings just get away. That's a great song. Slight return. That's, that's a yeah. right. Yeah, it's a, it's a good song. Right. It's a good album. These, 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 in, in inverted commas, minor bands that were around during or generally just before Britpop that kind of get overlooked and get written out of pop history. You got Cooler Shaker. You got your Blue Tones. You got your uh, Ocean Colour Scene. Yeah, I had Blue Tones, Cast, Catatonia, and Catatonia, all the same year. Catatonia. So oh was, yeah. Uh, that's a, didn't like Cast. Yeah. Their album was too long. They were they were the Lars originally, mm-hmm. but. Um, that Lars album as well, my God. Of course, There She Goes is about... Heroin. About heroin. Heroin. Who'd have thunk it? June, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to line four. Good evening, line four. <laughs> Six. Hello, line six. The young doctors. Young doctors. There we go. Beat it. Those <laughs> uniforms were not good for making beds. We um, watched the first episode of The Young Doctors because it was billed. I remember my mum said we were really excited about it for about two weeks because it was billed as a, as a sitcom. Really? Yeah. And we watched the first episode and we all went, it's not funny. It's we sitcom. thought it was a comedy. We thought we were told it was a comedy. I Thanks, it was ITV. quite good, though. Line two, you're on the wireless. All across the land, there's a bright dawn. It came to pass when a child is born. Johnny Mathis, ladies and gentlemen. Johnny Mathis. <laughs> You've forgotten the words a little bit. <laughs> he came out as gay in the last five or six years, didn't mm. he? Isn't it a shame that... People have to. The, yeah. the, 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 you know, I mean, good for him that he felt he felt comfortable and comf- confident to do it. But I think I seem to remember him saying at the time that he hadn't done it before because he was afraid that his fans would turn off him. Yeah. Uh, isn't that a shame that that someone's life can be 
bits of it can be hidden and the most important bit you know some of the most important bits can be hidden because you're afraid that you'll you'll lose money yeah people will hate you people distance themselves from their families because they don't want to disappoint their families yeah it's sad it's 2019 well i love johnny mathis uh let's go to line four you're on the wireless What's her name? Zam. Zig and Zam. It's, um... Listen, bro, this song scared the hell out of me mm. as a kid because it keeps, keeps going up to like 75, 75. Zagrin Evans. Evans, thank you very much indeed. Zagrin Evans, there we go. Thank you, Paul Ross. That wasn't Sam telling me that. Of course not, it was Paul Ross. Zagrin Evans. Let's go to uh, line six on the wireless. James the Cat. What was that? James the Cat. I don't know what James the Cat is, but you got it. You called it. Mm-hmm. You called it. I any, know the word still as well. Any more for any more? Go on then, please. My name's James, James the Cat. I've had fame, money, and all that. Now I'm here, <coughs> growing fat, chasing birds and butterflies. James the Cat. Let's go to line five. You're on the wireless. What is this? Uh, I know it. Mm. No, 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 no. Is it the Bangles? I can't hear it. I can't no, it's hear not, it. it's not. It's, it's um, Banana Rama walking down your street. Thank you very much indeed. You can't beat us. You cannot beat us. What you got, Boyley? Give us, give us a good one to... All right, here's one. Over the weekend, one mum nipped to the shops to stock up on nappies for a little one. And when she got home and opened the new box, she was a little taken aback by (coughs) what she found inside. Instead of just a load of diapers, there was a note from a stranger and an Australian $5 bill. Michelle Panett uploaded a photo of her findings to Facebook where it's currently being shared by fellow parents who enjoyed the sweet gesture. The note reads... It's a paedophile. To the person who finds this, if you're having a tough day, I thought maybe I could brighten it up with a little surprise. Oh, no, no. Go buy a coffee or a scratch ticket. Practice some self-care today. Always remember you're much loved and you are amazing. It also featured the phrase, My Wealth Wednesday. Michelle captioned her post saying, Having a day at home today just trying to catch up on the mountains of housework, I'd opened up a new carton of nappies bought from Alexandra Hills Woolworths on the weekend and found this note and a $5 bill. To the kind person that's done this, thank you. It was such a wonderful gesture and certainly brought a smile to my face. I'll def get a coffee or a scratchy soon. She added, hopefully... A scratchy. Some, a scratchy. Oh, come on. Hopefully someone sees this who knows you and passes on my thanks. Post has been shared more than 70 times. Is that all? With many agreeing it was a lovely thing to do. I think it's a little... Was um, that a lovely thing to do, line three? He was a young New Mexican puppeteer. All the people all lived in fear. Thought that maybe they would listen to a puppet telling them what to do. So he got some skill, he got some work, got some carbon, and he was good. And folks came calling so they could hear a young Mexican puppeteer. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Let's go. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Let's go to line four. You're on the wireless. <laughs> I can't hear it well enough. I can't hear it well enough, I'm afraid, uh, caller. So we're going to go to line 
One, you're on the wireless. I could do. <laughs> Boy, he's too good at this. Let's try line six. Six, you're on the wireless. Catherine, you are right. The last music you heard was the Bangles, and it was walking down your street. Right. Thank you very much indeed. Let's try line s- 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 seven. You beat me in a music quiz. Well, he's obviously found my um, found my niche. <laughs> oh. I'm quite good at intros. Beat the intro. Beat yeah. the intro. There's battle right. of the coming, Paul. Battle of the sexes. Beat the intro. It's the beat the intro round of battle of the sexes. I shouldn't have doubted myself about banana uh, about the bangles. Oh, have confidence and go yeah. for it. You're right, Paul. Make it. Go on. Give it. Give it a wiggle. Give I um a, I rebought the bangles greatest hits over the weekend because I'd remembered how brilliant it was. I went off it because I, I, um, it was music that I dumped a boyfriend by. Oh. It wasn't his fault. The one that I thought sm- had terribly smelling aftershave uh, and it turned mom. out to be my mum's plug-in. Yeah. There, there you go, you see. <laughs> what a world. What a world we live in. <laughs> was he lying by the skirting board or something? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we, was only, he was, we were only like 12 or something and every time he came round I got, I got this headache from this awful smell and I thought I can't be doing with this anymore. Dumped him. The smell persisted. That was mum's sabotage, wasn't it? <laughs> that's Machiavellian. Hang on a second, guys. Let's try line nine. Good evening, line nine. Good morning, it's five minutes to one. What's the number I'm thinking of? I'm going to go out on a limb and say six. Do you nine? No, I'm thinking of the number one show on talk radio at this hour at this minute on this day. Thanks very much indeed. Sweet. Let's try, and you, you are, you're a very vulgar man, Paul Ross, you should be ashamed of yourself. T for nine, Let's that's perfectly <laughs> a nice group. Let's go to line six. Hello, line six. Oh, no, I've got the wrong favourite. <laughs> Still. Still. I mean, they, will they stop it? He's, you know the follow-up single to that? There's a song called Do the Kung Do Fu. Do the Kung Fu, Do yes. Kung I had Fu. it on a K-Tell yeah. album. They used to, cramp, they used to compress the, the songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Paul Ross. Good morning. You smell nice. I just got a waft of Paul Ross. Did you? It's not it's the air, air freshener. <laughs> <laughs> uh, line six. Everyone around me is a total stranger. Everyone mm. avoids me like a cyclone ranger. Everyone... Everyone. I know this, but I it's think. slightly out of my sphere. Japanese, I think I'm telling you. Japanese, I really think so, the vapours. Which they say is not about masturbation. But come off it. Yeah, they say I beg your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> come, come on it was the problem. Oh. Paul, what is on your show tonight? I want to talk about Johnny Mathis very quickly. Yeah. One of my many previous mothers-in-law was a Johnny Mathis fan- <laughs> fanatic. <laughs> what a great line, by and the way. Sorry. True, all well true. Done. Very well expensive done. hobby there. And, yes. um, and she was a member of a thing called TMC, the Mathis Connection. I met okay. him a few times. And oh, he was wow. very considerate. He actually did come out sometime in the early 80s and kind of went back did in he? again. Okay, right. And then, and then there was a terrible, ridiculous reaction to it. And then he, towards the end of his life, he came out. But um, he would never allow seats to be sold in the first two rows, apparently, of concerts. Because he was worried about spitting on his audience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is incredibly considerate, though, isn't it? And that was told to me in a very straight-faced way, but you kind of think it's nice and considerate. But I love a lot of those audience members would have loved to be spat upon by the Mathis. <laughs> I love a little yeah, bit... You said that out loud, Kath, <laughs> don't you? I love a little bit of Johnny Mathis. You know, oh, Arthur Lee from Love modelled a lot of his yeah. vocals on uh, Johnny Mathis. He does a version on a very early album, I think, called Warm, of What'll I Do, the song right. they're using, and What'll I Do? Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. He does he, a refrain, he it's did beautiful. A sort of, I had on cassette. 
and it's from the mid-70s. He did like a sort of disco album. Oh, Too Much Too Little Too Late, all yes, those kind of songs, yeah. yeah. It's a great 99 record. Miles from LA, he does on that it's as well. It's a great record, man. It really is something special. I'm trying to think what's on the show. Johnny today. Mathis is on the show, apparently. Oh, if only. If only Johnny Wouldn't Mathis. Wouldn't it be great to say, all these people that are no longer with us, you would say, don't forget, of course, coming up next week, we've got Graham Chapman. Graham Chapman yeah. is coming in the Karen studio. We've got her on the Sammy line. Davis Jr. Really wonderful. Oh, it's a game we play sometimes, introducing people that we're never going to get because they're dead, but mm. it's, um, man alive. Well, Jim Morrison won't do your show because you were rather rude about that it. That is true. <laughs> Maybe we need to get, um, It wasn't us, it was your fellow Johnny Eccles. You, that was a leading question you <laughs> asked him. You, you let him up that part. <laughs> he he answered did. it. Then he I, took the reins. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping he was, I thought he was going to say, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to badmouth my good friend You like were that. hoping for the answer you got there, weren't I was, you? It was an incredible <laughs> answer. I, I was, I was genuinely thrilled by it, because I bet he was a nightmare, uh, Jim Morrison. When he was a drunk, yeah. I bet he, he was uh, constantly stealing people's, he stole David Crosby's girlfriend, he stole Arthur, stole Arthur Lee's, Johnny Eccles' girlfriend. He was only 26, wasn't he? He had yeah. all the money in the world, yeah, God bless yeah, him. Yeah. And he was fit as. Do you remember anything that's coming on your... Oh, we're talking TV with Mike Wall, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Also got a great guy on, he's written a book about invasive species, oh, about yeah. the huge variety of, you know, plants, fauna, flora, that are in this country that come from elsewhere. I didn't realise that we didn't have rabbits until the Romans turned up wow. in the UK. Cass so, Cass that. that on the way, yeah. So, so I'm looking rabbits. forward to that as well. And, and the usual tosh. There you go. We'll just take, let's, let's take the last call. You never know. We probably shouldn't, as we've, we've done so well. This can only be a disaster. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. <laughs> It's a great game. It's a great. There's only two people phoning and doing it. But do you remember name that tune, the original one? When some people would name that tune in one note. Yeah, yeah. that was fantastically impressive. What a skill! This his skills are gone. This is uh, t uh, Talk Radio. Paul Ross is coming up next. Ta-ta. We are Talk Radio.